Are you sick of major sports networks bashing athletes to help their bottom line? Do you want reliable information on sporting events and controversies? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports, a podcast based around discussions and debates about recent football, basketball, baseball, and MMA events. Now, here's your host, Nate Dog. And welcome back to the Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports. It's your co-hosts here, Nate Dog in Red. How we doing, my brother? I'm good, man. What's up, y'all? What's yes, up? Yes, sir. And if we have two, two special guests in here tonight. This is the first time we're doing a four-man podcast for the uh, for the Pound Perspective. We got legendary CDM as always. We've had him on here before. But we got a new guest, special guest, Charlie Latrell, four street yes. member. How you doing, my man? Good, good to uh, be back in here. Yeah, yeah. On you, another podcast. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, you, we've done pods in here, just not the pound perspective. So it's good to have you in here, Charlie. But we've got some big time news to talk about, big time sports to talk about. Obviously, the NFL is coming to an end, which means there's going to be some news, you know, and uh, obviously it's Super Bowl week. So we got to talk about the matchup of all matchups. Yes, sir. Uh, but yes, that's sir. obviously how we're going to close this show. We'll make a quick little prediction at the end, more like a long prediction, probably. Yeah. But also, we got to talk about the NBA as, wow, wildness, wildness before this pod. Wildness like, just happened. About an hour oh, ago yeah. before this pod, um, uh, we got some wild news with the Lakers, Timberwolves, and Jazz. We'll break that down. Talk about all that fun stuff, as well as Kyrie is a Dallas Maverick. What? How does that? That mm. don't make sense. I thought he was supposed to be a Laker. Uh, poor Lakers fans. It's not anymore. I'm actually a happy Lakers fan now. <laughs> but we'll get into all of that later. Let's get right into this NFL news, boys. We got... To break down, first of all, this Pro Bowl. What in the what in the world was all of that? But at the end of the day, you can't be too mad about it. For for me, but I'll, I'll send this one to Red right uh, to start this one off. You know, we got mixed reviews from players. Some players saying it was stupid. Some players were, were pretty high about it, saying it was pretty pretty good a good thing for the sport. So, what's your thoughts as a fan on the pro, new Pro Bowl format? Well. I don't think any player is going to, you know, shit on an opportunity to go hang out for a week. So, I mean, I get it. But from, like, a fan perspective, the game still sucks, man. Mm-hmm. Like, the skill competitions are cool, I guess. But, like, I still don't really watch it. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? There's not – I don't really have much else to say. Like, it, I mean, it's just cool, cool. I guess. Cool. <laughs> what do you got on this one, CDM? Oh, I mean, I enjoy, like, all the events they do. Like, the tic-tac-toe for the kickers, all these, like, special catches and all that. But the game in general, just, like, they've taken away from it. Like, I mean, the game used to be fun, full pads, full contact. Like, I mean, actually throwing the ball, running plays. That's what I wish they were. Like, Geno Smith, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs was like, this shit's stupid. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I wish they – I want them to bring that back just so we can get, like – I mean, it's not – it's once every year you get to see different players from different teams all collab together and play and show what they can do with each other. Mm I wish they would bring that back. I didn't really like the flag football. I kind of turned it off after Tyree Kill got smacked by Jalen Ramsey. He got smacked. He got smacked on that play. <laughs> um, it wasn't like the most entertaining thing to watch, but, you know, you can't really – beggars can't be choosers, you know. You just got to go with the flow. But I hope one day that they do bring back the actual football game and, you know, they up it, like up it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I like that. What you got on this one, Charlie? 
You know, I didn't watch it. I honestly, <laughs> understandable. I have not watched the Pro Bowl ever since they moved it out of Hawaii. Yeah, like, same. Yeah, it understandable. Like, it seemed so together. I don't know. Everybody like wanted to be there when it was in Hawaii. Who doesn't want to be in Hawaii? It was in Disney World or whatever, and mm-hmm. it was like, okay, what's cool about this? Now it's just in Vegas, right? It was, it Vegas. was in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think the fun's been taken out of it a long time ago. But I guess it's cool to kind of see them extending like the sport. Yeah. Uh, and flag is a huge, you know, a growing sport. Like, it is among youth football now. No. Most of it's flag, so it's kind of cool to see that. But yeah, I'm not watching it. It's not really entertaining. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I just like the, like the full contact, like how we're used to it's football. Just like, yeah. I mean, the one thing that got me into the Pro Bowl so much was like watching Sean Taylor just smack that punter, dude. I was yeah, just see, like, yeah. those are those moments and you'll those never get again. Yeah, yeah, that's just not gonna happen. It's that's, never gonna happen. It's not again. gonna happen again. Yeah, but, you know, you know. It's better than fake football. I think we can all agree with that. It's better than them you know, playing two-hand touch out there with full pads. It's just no one wants to watch that. That's what they did last year, and it was so garbage. But is it better? Nah. I mean, man, the Pro Bowl has been just kind of bad for the last 10 years, in my opinion. I've never been – I was never the biggest fan of the Pro Bowl in general. Yeah. Um, I did like the skills competitions, but um, at the end of the day, I felt like it was a pretty good compromise for – for people, you know, you're not going to get the people that are going to, you're not going to get injuries. That's a good thing. But the Saints will still get uh, cheated out of a, a win because uh, of the refs. Mm. Uh, Demario Davis uh, got cheated. Script writers script, stayed script, true to that. Scripted, yeah, everything did. scripted. Yeah, yeah, it's all, all script writing. So, um, uh, as a Saints fan, uh, I hate it because Demario <laughs> should have won that, uh, that contest. Mm-hmm. But biases aside, good compromise by the NFL. Can't hate it, but... Um, Probably still won't See, be watching. When I thought it. they said they were going to take away the game, I thought they were going to replace it just by playing Madden. Yeah, see, I remember that rumor. They were just like, going to play a game of Madden. Yeah, and that nah. was that's what got me just so bummed out. I was like, who's going to watch this? What it's, kind of ratings are you going to give them? Playing, I can play the Pro Bowl at home. Yeah, it's it's just it's an okay. Com- I, like I said, it's a good compromise, but at the end of the day, it's not football. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you do, it you deal with what you got. Not a bad little compromise by the NFL. Let's move on to Sean Payton making some moves already as the Broncos head coach. We've seen the rumors. We've seen the talk all throughout the season about, you know, Russell Wilson getting those the special treatment out there in Denver, um, having his own uh, office, private office, private coaches. Um, That's no longer. uh, Sean Payton gets rid of Russell Wilson's coaches, personal coaches out of facility, no longer allowed. Um, Oh, no. Something fell. It's all good. Uh, but overall, I'm going to send this one to Red, uh, start this one off. So, you know, what does this say about what Sean's doing in Denver? And honestly, how was Rust allowed this in the first place? Well, I want to say, I think Rust was allowed this just because Denver wanted a quarterback just mm. so bad. Like, honestly, they were just willing to give up <laughs> anything at that point. So, you know, they could they would take what whatever they had to do to get what they thought was a superstar. They were – like, if he asked for stock of the team, mm. they probably would have given it yeah. to him. But, I mean, I think this is the best move for the Broncos because they need somebody to humble Russ. Mm. They need somebody yeah. who's higher up on the ladder and who's going to, you know, show that he's higher up on the ladder. And you get a guy like Sean Payton, that's a guy I feel like at least if you're a professional quarterback, you should have no problem being like, okay, yeah. I need yeah. to listen to this guy. Mm-hmm. So, I think it actually works out well for him, but – he just needs somebody to put him in check, man. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think he's the best guy for that job. What you got, CDM? I mean, I'm going to have to agree with Red. You know, I mean, 
you shouldn't have your own personal team. Yeah. You shouldn't have your own personal quarterback coach. You shouldn't have your own private office. I mean, that's just separating yourself from the team. Why do you mm-hmm. think people in Seattle don't like him anymore? Yeah. And I that's mean, it's okay to have that thing. Just don't have him in the facility. Don't, it's like, just, do that on your own private time. Yeah. Do it at your house. Like, mm-hmm. do it there. But don't bring it to the team and, like, talk, like make a toxic environment mm-hmm. for everybody that's not going to be good and humble everybody. Mm-hmm. This is going to humble them. I mean, you have a Super Bowl winning coach. And look what he did with Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees, after that horrific injury, came in, won a Super Bowl war, won a Super Bowl with him. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, in my opinion, still has enough in the tank to get another Super Bowl in him. And they have a team around him. I mean, mm-hmm. they have a defense, a stud defense. I mean, they, do they need a little bit more? Yeah, they do. Offense is fine, but it's just all up to Russ at this point. And yep. Sean's going to be able to dig that up and just put it towards the team and tell them, like, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And we're going to win games. I mean, clock management should not be a deal. Yeah, bro. what was the joke that all the clocks uh, in the facility were oh, all wrong. messed up? Yeah, because clock <laughs> management should not be a deal. There's a video. There's a video out of all of Mile High Stadium counting down the clock, and they still Damn. didn't get the ball off in time. What a surprise! Like, I mean, he, in Sean Payton said in an interview, he said, "You know, we're not going to have a problem with that. We shouldn't have." I'm Sean not, Payton never had a problem with that. No, he didn't. He also had Drew Brees, so he never really yeah. had to worry yeah. about that. Exactly. I mean. <laughs> I think it's going to be good for Denver. I think this is going to be something that you know, he's going to be able to work on for a while. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if Russ doesn't work out, go out and get another stud quarterback that something find somebody that can and will want to put in that work and yep. get you another bowl. Yeah, I like that. What you got on this one, Charlie? I really don't understand how Russ was that, that bad last year. Yeah, dude. I don't either, dude. It and was bad. I don't know if it can like all be blamed on him because mm-hmm. I think like the last couple of weeks he was actually starting to do better once they yes. fired Hackett. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, I like you said. I think he still has the potential, but it it was weird to see like everything coming out about Russ last season, and I didn't even really know about the whole coach situation. Like, he had his own coaches. Didn't even know about that. It just seems odd that that would even be allowed. Or, like, John Elway, you figure he yeah, would, yeah, like. Of all people. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how much, you know, involved he is in the kind of operations side of, I guess, you know, personnel. But that, it's weird that that was allowed. Mm-hmm. So, I, I definitely think Sean coming in there is going to be good. Um, it's sad to kind of see that he's poaching the current Sa- so Saints coaching yeah. staff. Yeah. I think they got Zach Streif mm-hmm. already yeah. looking at a couple more. But I think it's going to be a turnaround. I mean, Russell Wilson kind of modeled his game, he said, off of Drew Brees because mm-hmm. they're both around the same size. Both, you know, were scouted and looked at, said they were undersized quarterbacks, wouldn't make it to the NFL. And I think Sean might have a thing for undersized quarterbacks. Yeah, I think I that's mean, a good point there. Like, I, I'm with you 100%. It's just Sean's a no – he's just he – cre- he's going to create a foundation with no BS. That's, that's how yeah. he does it. Oh, like, yeah. there's not going to be anything – the team's not going to kill itself. The only reason the team's not going to be good is because they just don't have the talent. It's yeah. so like the years that the Saints were 7-9, and nine, those three straight 7-9 and nine years, is because they had the worst defense in the league. It wasn't because they had a bad offense. I mean, they had the best offense in the league at that time, too, because their defense was so bad. But it's just it's one of those things where he's going to build a foundation, and, and they're not going to be – there's never going to be just a horrible team. And I think that also helps when it comes to Russ, you know. Um, I think, like Charlie said – I hate to see all the blame put on Russ when you got a guy like Nathaniel Hackett in there allowing these things. I didn't like Nathaniel Hackett. It doesn't make sense how you allow those things and honestly still get a coaching job. I get it. He's a good offensive coordinator, but it's like 
man, after everything, after how bad it sounded, I know he got hired before Sean. It's like, I'm surprised that he got a job out there. Where was it? The Jets? Yep. Jets. Jets. Offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. That's but, um, But yeah, that was my main point. Um, Sean knows what it takes, and that process is beginning now. Um, it, it's just... It's weird. It's just weird. There's, I just don't understand how you finished four and thirteen with that team. There's um, a lot of weird stuff going on in Denver. There's a lot mm-hmm. of weird stuff last year. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett was the one to put all the pieces together. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he got Russ mm-hmm. good job, but you didn't do anything with him. And as you know, he said Russ was starting to perform at the end of the season after they fired him. Yeah. You have to get a head coach in there that's knowing, like, will, like, knows what he's going to do when he's going to do it, and put the mm-hmm. game plan first. Yeah, that's what Sean Payton's all about, and it just. It doesn't feel like someone's above the team. Well, it does. It feels like the head coach is. And what a surprise. That's how it should be. You know, it shouldn't be a quarterback. Should, if there's going to be a person that's above a team, it should be the head coach. Yeah. Like Bill Belichick's above the Patriots. Yeah. Sean Payton's above the Broncos now. It's no longer Russ. That never, ever is a good situation when the quarterback's bigger than the team. Look yeah. at the Packers this year. Very similar situation with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has become a, char- a character at that uh, over there. With it, no one's questioning either one of their talent. It's about are you above the team? And I I never see a situation where it works out. Like even Patty might be above the team, but it's, he still doesn't act like it. You know, he acts like he's just another teammate on the Chiefs. I don't know. For me, it's just that never works out. So for a guy like Sean Payton to put him in his place, say, hey, you're still a Hall of Famer. We're going to be a team here, you know. Yeah. We're not going to have any special treatment. I think it's perfect. It's exactly what the Broncos wanted. I promise Broncos fans are loving it. So, I'm excited to see how it I mean, works they have out. so much young talent around them, too. It's, it's a good I mean, squad. It's a, just a good squad. Yeah, they have, good, they have a good squad all around. Mm-hmm. It, I'm excited. We're all excited. Uh, you know, we'll see what they're uh, going to be doing out there in old Denver. But let's yeah. move on to Minnesota. What a move yeah. for them. As they yeah. had possibly the worst playoff defense I've ever seen. <laughs> that was atrocious to watch. That was terrible. But they land a big-time name, Brian Flores, one of the better defensive minds in this league. Um, he should probably he should have been a coach last year, at least a coordinator. He was the assistant coach at the Steelers. Um, but gets the hired as the new defensive coordinator with the Vikings. You know, I'll send this let's send this one to Charlie first. You know, what's your thoughts on this move for both sides here? Vikings were an interesting team, like you were saying. Um, I think they were, like, softest, like, coverage team Mm -hmm. in the league last year. Then you've got, you know, Patrick Peterson, who's still, you know, past his prime, but... He's still good. Yeah, he's still good. He might be gone. Yep. I think they're talking about, like, if if they're trying to move past some of their veteran players, because they've had a good defense for mm-hmm. a while. Uh, Eric Kendricks and Harrison Smith, they might be gone if they try to go in a different direction. Yep. So there's still a lot of talent on this defense, but I think they might be kind of in a rebuilding phase. Mm-hmm. But I still think, you know, bringing Flores with his experience is just good to have. But I don't know if they'll be at the level they've been these last what. Like, I mean, they were giving the Saints problems, you know. Yeah. Four years, four or five years. And ago. It's, that's the weird thing is like the Vikings have always been known as a pretty good defensive team. It's like yeah. when Zimmer was there, they were always a good defensive team usually until his last year. So that was, I, I definitely agree with you on that when it comes to just, it's weird to see the Vikings like that. What you got on this one, CDM? Well, I just looked up, you know, the Vikings defense came in 31st last year. Yeah. That's terrible. It's horrible. It's awful, dude. And I don't think Pat, I don't think they're bringing Pat back. Because, you know, age is declining. Like, yeah. I mean, he's a good, solid veteran player to have in that secondary. But you're going to have to, like, you know, make You got to get the youth in there. You got to get youth in there. And he's a good person to motivate, you know, mentor them up. Harrison Smith and them, I don't think they'll stay either. 
Um, he's getting older. He's been. It feels like he's been in the been, league for twenty yeah. years, he man. Left he's the like Vikings. the Keen, He's like the Keenan Allen. Like yeah. it just feels like he's been in the league for our entire life. But I like Brian Flores as a defensive coordinator. When he was the coach for the Dolphins those three years, I mean, their defense was filthy. I mean, it was top ten, top five at mm-hmm. one point. I mean, he can take what he. I mean, if you give him the pieces, he'll do what he can with them. Yep. And I mean. I thought the Vikings were frauds all season. I'm not going to lie. I think we kind of all sensed all that. All thought it. And, I mean, it just showed. I mean, if Daniel If you're Jones, going 10-0 and 0 in one-score games, yeah. it's just that's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to fall apart at yeah. some point. And you especially know? if Daniel Jones is carving you up. Bro. He carved that. He carved them up. Well, twice, too. He did it in the regular season. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. He did. Um, you know, I think Brian Flores is going to lead that team somewhere good. Because the only thing that I think needs to change for the offense is quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kirk's the guy. Mm-hmm. You gotta get, That's an interesting take. I'm, Kirk gets too much hate. Get, I'll, I'll give I you think that. Kirk, Kirk did good. Kirk does give too much hate. Okay, I understand. When it comes to prime time, I'm not putting my chips on him. Hey, hey yeah. I like hey, that's, a, that's I like the opinion, I'm, though. I'm not putting my chips on him at all. Okay, he buckles under the pressure in prime time. He's like... I think two and twelve in primetime games. Yeah, I know Monday nights is is kryptonite. Oh, dude, it's yeah. bad. It's bad. But you know, Brian Flores going to finally getting a defensive job is going to be nice, and I think this is going to open an opportunity, especially if he balls out. This could get him another head. Co- this could get him a head coaching job somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. What you got on this one, Red? Man, so I think this is a great hire by the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I can't really add much to everything y'all said. Y'all made good points, but like one thing I want to point out. If you look at when he was the head coach of the Dolphins, from his first his first year uh, on the Dolphins, they were thirty second in points. Second year they were or thirty second in points allowed. Second year as a head coach, they go to sixth in points allowed. Mm. His first year as a head coach, they were twenty eighth in takeaways. Next year they were number one. So so this is a guy that can actually make a quick turnaround. And Minnesota with the NFC, you know. The AFC is so loaded. The NFC, I feel like, NFC's is definitely weaker. Year, and that division's weaker, too. Yeah, oh, that that, that offense is, my opinion, I think it is good enough. If that if he can turn around the defense to even get them, let's say they go from the 31st-ranked defense to the 17th, mm-hmm. you know, something like That's, that. Yeah, like, yeah. They could easily be in the NFC championship game with, mm-hmm. like, a that type of defense. I'm not saying they're going to do it, but – Pieces are there. Yeah. No, and I, that was a good point. Is like they don't need to become the best defense next year. Like I think that that offense has enough pieces around it. Like overall, like TJ Hawkinson, what a find for them. Oh, I yeah, don't yeah. understand how they got. I don't know why mid-season. Detroit let him go. I don't. Like they just didn't want to pay him. It's still, it's just like TJ's a top five tight end in the league, dude, man. Like, in my opinion, if I'm the D, if I'm Detroit, I'm paying him, dude. Yeah, it was like, a wild. It's your, a wild. It was a wild move by them. Like, but he's one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver besides Amon, our tight end besides Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, he's he's he was a he- heck of a player for them, and, and it just surprised me they got him. Um, but like like you said, this the, the offense is pretty is pretty good. It's all to Kirk, but you know the offense is pretty dang good. And if they can have a decent defense, um, they're gonna be a really good team. It's a perfect move overall when it comes to just the move in general. I think it's a perfect move. You get a guy in there that just understand like th- lives and breathes defense. Like you didn't go crazy on a hire. You just you got the right guy. Like if you were like looking at candidates besides maybe Vic Fangio. Who is the number one defensive guy out there? And Dan Quinn, but he stays with the the Cowboys. 
it was probably Brian Flores. I mean, oh, yeah. there, there's there's some really good names out there, but for me, it's like Brian Flores was up there with the top echelon of defensive uh, coordinator prospects. So perfect hire. They needed a leader. Brian Flores is that. He did that with Miami. So I don't really think this hurts Pittsburgh either. I mean, no, just I like mean he was the coach. assistance coach, so it's yeah. like he was just doing that to just elevate him to another job, which yeah. there was no reason he shouldn't have been a coach anywhere last year. But you know, I do want to say this is a project though. This is. Charlie brought it up the, the, the best is they're going to move a lot of pieces this year. It's going to be a very different looking defense next oh, yeah. year. A lot of different players here. I don't think Harrison Smith's going to be back. Um, is it Smith? He was a good pickup for him. They need him to explode next year, but it's like, there's some players like Eric Kendricks and it's just, there's not going to be a lot of these players back next year. So I'm very interested to see what this defense looks like before I make any like, they're going to be the top 10 defense next year. It's like yeah. Brian Flores can only do so much with the talent that he's given. So we'll see what the Vikings do overall when it comes to just a hire. You couldn't have done a better job, Vikings. Yeah, you got yeah your, Vikings hit. Vikings you got hit your hard. young offensive mind now in, in the building, and now you got your young defensive mind in the building. So sky's the limit for the, for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Let's move on to a man that is going to get paid this offseason. You better get mm-hmm. paid. Jalen Hurts, probably one of the most just – He's just one of the funnest players to watch. Even when he was not a hundred percent, it was it's still fun to watch this guy play. Um, I've liked him since since college, but let's send this one to Red. You know, plain and simple, as Jalen Hurts earned himself a max contract extension this offseason. Short and sweet. There's no way he hasn't. Yeah. I mean, the dude's playing in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. like in the MVP race. Like, if that doesn't earn you a max contract, <laughs> I really don't know what exactly. Now, so. You know, there's not really much. Not to much say. to say. What you got on this one, CD? I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it a buck fifty. I mean, if you rush for 15 touchdowns, have over 3,000 passing yards and 22 touchdowns, and your QBR 66.3, and only have six interceptions, what have you done wrong? Yep. What have you done absolutely wrong? And I've seen Jalen come out of high school. I've seen him play at Alabama. Oklahoma, he has progressed every single year he has played. Mm-hmm. His passing has gotten so much better. Yep. And I don't care yes. I don't care what anybody says on debating on who gets to claim him. <laughs> he graduated from Alabama. He went to two <laughs> national championships he sounds against like an Alabama. Alabama fan in here. Yeah. Yeah. So guess what? Roll Tide, he's from Alabama. Uh, I don't care. Screw Oklahoma. I can't believe he just came on this podcast and just blasted that blast. I did. I did because you know what? I'm sick of this. I'm <laughs> sick of it. He's from Alabama. But, yeah, he has He has enjoyed – yeah, I think he does get a max contract. I mean, he's in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl – he could win Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite to win, win MVP if mm-hmm. he wins the Super Bowl. If he wins it, but he's got a ball out, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Patty because you know Patty is Patty's a that dog. Guy. He's you know, he's that guy, but yeah, he has earned himself a very big paycheck coming up this off season. What you thinking, Charlie? I just realized didn't they used to announce the MVP before? The they Super used Bowl? to. They, they used, used they to. do it. They do it after now. I think. Yeah, it's all the honors show now. Wow, NFL honors. So he could get Super Bowl MVP and regular. Like but season. the MVPs are the MVP regular season's votings is dead. So it's already been. Oh, it's our okay. That's so what I was going to say. Yeah. Technically, they don't announce it till after the Super Bowl, but they can't vote on it anymore. So. Technically, I think Patty's already won that. Yeah. So, um, but Jalen will be too. Jalen, Jalen's second place in that for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, what what you got on this one, Charlie? Well, I was just saying because that reminded me of Cam Newton's season. I think twenty fifteen mm-hmm. or whatever his MVP season. Yeah, he won the MVP and you know went lost the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, I, I kind of foreshadowing what I think, but mm. I but. I think Jalen Hurts honestly deserves the MVP because really the only other quarterback that's done what he's done in a season got the MVP. 
I mean, people are, yeah, yeah. people are overlooking what he's done. Um, I remember watching him at Alabama and saying, I don't think this guy is going to make the NFL. Yeah, everybody I, also, said that. Yeah. I mean, I said that too, and it really hurt me. And then he went to Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. Out. Saw him Oklahoma. I was like, wow, this guy's crazy. And he got so much hate coming in the league. So I, much. You know, I mean, just what he's done this year is incredible. Unless you're the Baltimore Ravens, <laughs> um, you're paying this man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey. Thank you. Thank you, Charlie, um, for that shot for the Ravens. Like, Nick Saban, Nick Saban talked him out of mm-hmm. going to Maryland and Miami. Yeah, Miami, yeah. Because, like, neither one of those schools <laughs> would was, have done anything. He was like, shot, Nick, Nick was like, uh, I wouldn't go there. And I just, uh, no. Go to Oklahoma. Go, go to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. They got the coach. He'll they develop, got the players. Yeah. And then he said he was like, I didn't want to play them. And then they didn't have to play them because LSU beat them. <laughs> Pretty good, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Very good. It was a good game. It was a good game. Such a good game. Let's move on to a team out there in Louisiana as well. The Saints are involved in the Derek Carr conversations. Derek Carr is on the move. He will be traded or released, probably traded. Um, As a Saints fan, I hope he gets released so we can just sign him to a small contract. But um, he made a visit uh, yesterday to the Saints, and um, all sounded pretty good. But this man's going to be doing his due diligence and probably go to a bunch of teams to talk to them and see where their heads are at when it comes to quarterback. So let's send this to the other Saints fan. Mm. In this room, Charlie Luttrell, what you got uh, yeah. on this? What, what, you know, would this be a good move for the Saints, and, or so they just can it and go younger? Well, somebody said if they got him, he would automatically be the like second or third best quarterback in franchise history. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. So I'm probably. like, you have this shot to get him, and I think Derek Carr's got the you know chip on his shoulder connection to Dennis Allen, even though Dennis gave him the start and then I think got fired a couple weeks <laughs> later. Yeah. So I don't know how much they got to, you know, establish a connection with each other, but there is some connection there. And I think Derek's just looking for a place where he can get that opportunity. And I think it's just a fit for both sides. Yeah. hundred percent. What's you think in stadium? I think it just depends where else he goes and talks to like saints were the first team he wanted to talk to. Yep. So I, I think that's like big on his part. You know, New Orleans is, like, on the come up to do something good. they got a dog defense. Mm-hmm. They just need a quarterback. I yeah. don't think Andy Dalton's the way anymore. I'm sorry. Andy Dalton's kind of washed. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a factual statement. I love Jam- <laughs> I love Jameis. I love Jameis. But, like, mm. nobody's going to give Jameis a chance anymore. Mm-mm. And as, I hate know, how this as Charlie did, said, honestly. Yeah, it was sad. Uh, as Charlie said, you know, he's got that chip on his shoulder. Yep. You know, he, he kind of got ran out in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. You know, people when people didn't want to see him around there anymore, people were blaming him for under like underdevelopment of mm-hmm. the team. I like Derek Carr. I've always loved Derek Carr. When he almost I mean the dude almost had an MVP season at one point if he didn't break his leg. Yep. Like I mean, I think the Saints are the best best fit for him. They got all the weapons around him. They got young talent. Mm-hmm. Um I think they can I think the Saints move on that. They just gotta give up a second and a third. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. What you got on this red? Man I think they should go for it because yeah. I don't think they're at a position really. I mean, their only first-round pick is, what, at 29? 29. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get a guy there that is going to be a franchise starter. And there's not really young guys in free agency. Like, I don't think they're going to go after Lamar. Mm-mm. You don't want to – I wouldn't trade a second-round pick for Trey Lance. So, I mean, no, 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 no. Derek Carr, I feel like, is the best guy in free agency right now. So – if you're the Saints, that roster is already ready to compete. That division is bad. So I say you go for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could easily win ten games with Derek Carr as your quarterback. And besides, so. if you look at it this way, I mean, Derek Carr is going to be the best quarterback in that 
in that division because you got Derek. You don't Carr. know yet. Well, if <laughs> that if, is true. if he goes, if he goes, he would be the best quarterback because you would have him. You'd have Sam Darnold. You'd have Kyle Trask. There's Tom. Matter. Oh God! There's Darnold. no way those three teams stick yeah, with that. Darnold, there's no way. Darnold isn't even under contract. What, the the only well, what do you think Tampa Bay is going to do? Matt Corral. Mm. <laughs> what do you think? What, I mean, Matt Corral got hurt in preseason, so I think Matt can do something. But what are the what are the Bucks going to do? do Carolina could be in the market for CJ if it mm-hmm. if he comes to them. I've seen that. Yep. What pick do they have? Nine. Nine. But they've been trying. They've been trying to move up. But Atlanta oh, picks it. Warren Levis. So. Well, see, yeah. I thought about the Saints yeah. moving up too. Since y'all got a first round pick, y'all just um, have, y'all would have to give up. I'm good where we're at. I'm just good. We got it first. Something I think the Saints could do too, or should do, uh, if they keep onto a second or third, is just pick Hendon Hooker if he's available. Yeah, that, I think that's, that's what like, everybody else is saying too. Hendon Hooker would be a good spot. You take that shot if Derek Carr doesn't work, um, he's there. But if he does, you know, you develop him or just have him for a couple of years. One hundred percent. And that was that's that's the point I kind of wanted. Yeah. You know, watch your draft an offensive lineman. No, I, probably. Probably gonna, we honestly need it first round. I wouldn't even be too sad. Um, but as a Saints fan, I can't. I'm all for it. Charlie made a great point. He might be our second or third best quarterback in franchise history once he signs. Once he signs, not even plays yeah. a snap, just signs onto the team. <laughs> um, he he would already be in the top five. Um, overall, I don't want to trade for him just because. We've had good history in the third round, second round as a Saints fan, fourth round. Those have been pretty nice spots to us. Um, but if it's either him or Andy Dalton, I'm 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 making the move. I'm making I'm I'm, I'm trading the pick. Um, Ian Book. Um, hey, he's Ooh. going to the Super Bowl with the yeah, Eagles. I'm about to say he's yeah. on the he's on the Super Bowl roster. Uh, but you know, the highest. Uh, when I was writing this down, I, I said the highest I'll go for a sixth. But the more I think about it, I'm more willing to trade for him just because it's. You want a quarterback. It's like Derek Carr is not Patty, but he's also not Andy. And it's like I don't want to disrespect Andy too much. Andy did so a, a great job for just a terrible situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I respect Andy, but I think you make the move. Don't go too crazy. You don't want to invest too much into the guy because his contract's not great either. Um, if they were to, you know, not land Derek, if it's because they don't want to or if he goes to another team, Obviously, I think you go young quarterback. You don't draft first round, though. I think you go day two pick, maybe. I'm looking at Hendon Hooker and Drake, Jake Hainer? Hainer from Fresno, Fresno State. Baby. Fresno State. He, yeah. Hey, that dude's a scrambler. He balled he in the Senior good. Bowl. He balled in the Senior Bowl. Outside Sam Duggan, like Max Duggan by like crazy. Um, Max had a bad day at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, I saw that. Um, hey, Hainer's also like. If you look at his build, it is almost identical to Drew Brees. He was 6'2", 6'1", about about 200 pounds. Like, he's a solid quarterback. He's flying up the boards. Um, I think he was a Dave – I think he was a fourth-round pick going into the senior bowl, and I think he's pushed himself almost to the second round. Yeah. Um, So that's a guy – those two guys I would look at if the Saints can't land uh, Derek Carr. But we'll see. Who that? For the rest of my life, hopefully we land someone at quarterback besides Andy Dalton. Well, we're, we're going to see where this other guy lands now, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, another guy on the move out here. Big-time name. Four years ago, he was the best receiver in the league. Not even not been that long ago. I mean, people were putting him in that top 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 echelon. He's still up there, but he's not um, top top five probably anymore. Um, but a very big piece for certain teams is he a one right now anymore? That's the question. We'll see. But let's send this to Red. What team would you like to see land the star receiver, DeAndre Hopkins? Man, so 
real quick with D Hop. I don't think he's top five anymore, but he he he'll play like a top five guy for like a five game stretch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So still got him in top ten. Though. Yeah, he could. He's. I think he's top ten. You could make the argument for top eight, but like he's still one of the best receivers in the league. Yeah. But I think personally, if these two teams, I feel like should make the biggest push. Patriots mm. and the Giants. Okay, mm. I think the Giants should push the hardest. I think that's exactly what you know Daniel Jones needs is somebody like that. Especially since Daniel Jones is not like he's actually not bad at throwing a deep ball. They just don't take shots. They don't have. See, a, they, they don't have anybody. Yeah, to take you get shots a dude too. like D Hop. I mean, throw it to throw a fade to him two or three times a game. You'll at least get a thirty yard pass interference call. So yeah, I mean. And then the Patriots, you know, it's kind of the same thing. You got – if Mac Jones can't produce with DeAndre Hopkins, that's your sign that he's not your guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then – That's a fair statement. You know, you have an easy number one and a roster where you can add another quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, And then I, I do like the Packers, but they just – they never make moves for receivers. So, I don't know if they're, like, hesitant to or what, but I just feel like if I'm the Giants and the Patriots, I'm, I'm picking up the phone. Yeah, I like that. What you got on this one, CDM? I just don't like him in Arizona. I just don't. My two teams. I wouldn't like to be Arizona either. (laughs) My two teams that I could see him going to, the Giants or Indianapolis. Mm. Indianapolis, first off, needs to get a quarterback. Mm -hmm. And if they can get a DeAndre Hopkins, just to bring that receiver room together. Michael Pittman Jr. needs somebody else to just, like, take the weight off of him. Jonathan Taylor, you know, you can't run the rock 30 Mm -hmm. times a game. Um I think Indy would be the place to go. And, I mean, I got right here, you know, this man, three years in Arizona, he's only had one good season with 1,400 yards. And then after that, it's just kind of declined. And it was, that was probably the only year he's healthy, too. Yeah, so. it, was, it was his first year. His first year, 1,407 yards with six touchdowns. The next year, he had, let's see, 572 with eight touchdowns. And then this year, couldn't play 96, yard, 96 targets, four, uh, 64 receptions. Seven hundred and seventeen yards and three touchdowns. They're pretty good with for well, you know without missed. Kyler. Yeah, yeah, I mean, plus he missed like the first four games or something like six, that. Six, I think. Yeah, yeah, six. It, didn't he get caught? Didn't he get caught with PEDs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's probably some pill he took for freaking headache medicine or some crap. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, it's all good points. I'm right there with you. You know, um, there's there's a lot of good teams out there. But what, what do you got on this one, Charlie? I think the Bears. Mm. Ooh, I, like I forgot they, about the Bears, dude. They have the most cap space a, in the if, NFL. Yeah, they need a one. If they hadn't uh, traded that second for Clark, they got Chase Capel, dude. But they showed they're willing to, you know, yeah. get stuff up. So I think um, the Cardinals will probably be calling the Bears. Hey, oh, what, yeah. what do you want to give up for DeAndre Hopkins? <laughs> Justin Fields. Justin Fields. <laughs> no. yeah. You but know yeah. what? We may talk for about real. that. We'll talk about that real fast. Justin Fields to the Cardinals. We'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, never. But Justin Fields needs someone. Um, mm-hmm. I was real high on Darnell Mooney. He didn't have a good year. I'm um, still. I think. Yeah. yeah I think you got to give the speedster a chance. Yeah. I think giving. I think getting Chase Claypool is kind of just like a reach. It was a reach. Chase Claypool is for not, a second. It's a reach. Chase Claypool mm-hmm. is not a top five, top ten. I don't see him in the top fifteen. No. I don't see him anywhere in the I top don't think twenty. He's top twenty. I don't no. see him in there. Mm-hmm. Like man, you can push for top thirty, but other than that, I mean. Dude's not. I mean, you could throw him a fade in the end zone, and he'll come down with it. <laughs> After that, I mean, you get him in open space, he'll fall. Yeah, Mapletron. <laughs> what, what else you got on this? But yeah, I think Justin Fields is kind of like a in a Jalen Hurts situation when he was first starting. Yeah, he needs more weapons around him, but they also need to like I think open up the system 
more to him because I think somebody was talking about it, about how lots of these teams with young quarterbacks are trying to like replicate what they were doing in college and how that doesn't really yes you know translate to the NFL game and I think that's what's going on with the Bears right yeah, now one hundred percent I mean Justin Fields kind of broke out running this year but he, like still look at his passing numbers and just what he was able like they aren't doing anything through the air and. Mm-mm. You can't be good if you can't pass. So no. They need to bring in a big time target. Yeah. 100%. I agree with that. Completely agree. It's um, that's that's a valid, very valid point about Justin Fields over there. Um, that would be a massive get if they could land on mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins. The Bears Even if DeAndre Hopkins is 80% of his prime. Like, oh, yeah. Like, you'll take that. Um, for me, you know, I, I think the Giants are my favorite. The Giants are looking for a one. It's if he can play as a one number one still. I think he can. I think he's still got a couple of number one years out in him. Um, but if it wasn't them, I'm leaning on Packers and Indy. I do want to throw the Bears in there because I didn't think of the Bears. But after you, Charlie Bears said that, I like that a lot. But I think Packers and Indy are sleepers because so if the pa- simply because they need they need a number one pick. I like Pittman, but I don't think I think he's a champ. I think he's a playoff number two. Yeah, I think he's a playoff number two, playoff team, possible championship team number two. Um, the Packers, I love the young receivers. They they started to step up late in the season. Christian Watson is going to be a very good player. He's be good. I like Dobbs. Dobbs, he, Romeo Dobbs is going to be a good player. So they got guys. And at the end of the season, the Packers started to pick that thing up. So um, it's all that all depends on Aaron. Yeah. If Aaron, I mean, even if Aaron doesn't come back, like you still. Got Jordan Love. I still wouldn't mind the move for Jordan Love. So. I need to see Jordan Love play because I feel like they're just hiding Jordan Love. <laughs> the rumor is they love what they've been seeing from him this I don't year. Like what, uh, they said that he took like a crazy step yeah. up from like because like they said after last offseason they're like this might not have been the guy but they yeah. said after this year like they said he took a major step forward. I mean it's kind of like far it's kind of like far yeah. even Aaron Pat, again. Like Patty, I mean. You know it's just sometimes you you just aren't like Jordan Love was so raw coming out of college. I remember watching his highlights, like, like this guy can make every single he throw. Can throw, and he and he had Patty Mahomes type plays where you're just like, that's ridiculous. Like a guy can't, how does a guy throw a football like that? So it's just, it would be very interesting to see him, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, play with a, a young receiver like Jordan Love or and Aaron Rodgers. And but plus, just get a quarterback that's not gonna. Dick around or do anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. nobody wants, like, apparently nobody wants to play with Kyler. And, yeah, Kyler's, yeah. Kyler's, I mean, Kyler's and DeAndre got some Hopkins, bad. And DeAndre bad Hopkins juju. has been in the year, been in the league so much. Like, this man deserves a little, little something for mm-hmm. him, for what he's done, especially for the trash teams that he's been on. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, he needs something. He needs something. And I think Indy or the Giants or the Bears or the I, Bears. Yeah. Those 100%. three teams right there could really do something with him. One hundred percent. Y'all keep sleeping on them Patriots. Hey, yeah, keep I sleeping. don't. I don't want him keep in my sleeping. division. I don't, I don't want him in my division. No, I, I, I think they're. I, if I were them, I would push for him. But it I think makes, it's oh, one hundred. Yeah, it, it makes sense. I mean, Devontae Parker is not a wide receiver, and they're not. They're probably not bringing back Jacoby Myers. So mm-hmm. mm. we'll see. Mm-hmm. We yep. shall see. Let's talk one more thing about the NFL. Senior Bowl, we referenced it earlier, just happened. Um, wasn't the craziest skilled Senior Bowl, but there was some pretty big standouts, some some names that uh, um, actually me and Charlie got to watch in person um, were, were, were there, uh, uh, played there, and he was a big standout. He was one of my standouts. But uh, let's send this one to Red first off. Um, you know, give me your thoughts on uh, Senior Bowl, if there was one you know, standout for you in, uh, for this draft. Well, you know, there's – 
two wide receivers that I really liked mm-hmm. that I feel like Dallas on day two should look for. Mm-hmm. Y'all know Tank Dell? I've heard of from him. From Houston. I yeah. love Tank He's Dell. flown he's, up the yeah, boards. He's, he's flying. A, he's a super small guy. He's mm-hmm. not, you know, he's more of like a Tavon Austin mm-hmm. type than like a traditional slot receiver. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, he's not a dude. I think right now, or before the Senior Bowl, he was projected to be a fourth-round pick. Mm. I think right now, some people are mocking him to go late second. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go second round with him if I'm Dallas, but, mm. like, if he's there and, you know, early in the third and you want to maybe trade, like, a fifth to move up, mm. go for it. And then another receiver I liked is Michael Wilson from Stanford. Oh, I have actually I, seen I've, some I've, I've He caught a 44-yard uh, touchdown in the senior bowl mm-hmm. from Jake Hayner. So, mm. you know, he looked really good. Um, he's got a fifth-round projection now. He's there in the fourth round, Dallas. Go for it. Go for it. Go like for it. it. I like those. And two then teams. a running back that I think I don't know if people have this comp. I feel like this dude is just a better Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Mm. Um Tajay Spears. Dude, I was Tula. just about to talk yeah. about him, dude. He is so good. Mm. Dude, as a receiver, I mean, he could play slot in the NFL right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that dude showed out too. Yeah. But that there's so many guys that showed out at the Senior Bowl. You mm-hmm. know, it's hard to – you really just got to pick some of your favorites. Yeah. yeah. What are you thinking on the CDM? I was going to say Tajay Spears, you know, dude is stud. But I just – I've been looking at it. You know, this – the secondary class in this draft is stacked. Mm. I mean, it is loaded. You got Devon, uh, Devon Witherspoon from Illinois. You got Brian Branch, Jordan Battle, mm-hmm. Joey Porter Jr., who I think is – the best defensive back. I'm mm, not going to lie. I like that. No defense against Keely Ringo. I mean, nobody really targeted him. But mm-hmm. when it came to Jody, Joey Porter Jr., he locked down. No, if he's game. there at 26, Dallas, pull the trigger. Pull Joey the trigger. Por- I think Joey Porter's good. He's projected to go second round, I think early second. Mm-hmm. Um, he's my biggest standout. That or Jordan Battle. Jordan Battle really He had, had a really good senior ball. Jordan apparently. Battle really didn't get much credit, especially after he stayed for his senior year. He's just not like people want that safety that can really get over the top super fast. But Jordan Battle's more of that guy that you're going to put down in the box, mm-hmm. and he'll be able to make that you know behind that behind and the that's line That's a tackle. big role now in the NFL. And that's a very big role. That and Brian Branch, but uh, Joey Porter Jr. is a guy. That I'm not high on Brian field. Branch. I want to see him develop. I really wish he would have stayed. Yeah, I wish he would have stayed another year. Yeah, because I'm not high on it either. I'm not high on him. I'm I think he'll be good him. at some point, but. Not immediately. But Joey Porter Jr. is probably going to be the guy, the cornerback from Penn State. We yeah, I like Penn that. State. I like that pick a lot. What you got on this one, uh, Charlie? I was just going to say everything I saw from people that are down there, uh, some local media, you know, New Orleans media, were talking about Tajay Spears. He went crazy. Yeah, and we got, we got to see him. Um, and the first year, actually, uh, second year, actually, so we were sophomores. Mm-hmm. Tajay came to here, and that's, that's when they okay. ran over 300 yards, or I think it was close Jeez. to 400 yards against Southern Miss back that's when. That's crazy. Will Hall was their coordinator. It was Tajay, and I'm forgetting the other guy. Uh, but yeah, just ever since that day, I was like, wow, this guy's good. Got to see him this uh, year. He was good too. And then just, you know, seeing that all he was doing at the Senior Bowl didn't surprise me. Yeah. 
Um, and I think you really boosted his draft stock after this week. Like, I don't know where he's kind of predicted to go right now, but I'm probably thinking, like, third round. Third round, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where the Saints hit on uh, running backs. You know, they got some history with the that. The only con they have against him is, like, he's 5'9", 204. Yeah. Do you have, I, do you I don't think he's a three-down back, but if you want, like, a third-down running back, mm. he's perfect. Yeah. He also has, like, a history. He tore his ACL, ACL. in 2020. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, other than that, I mean – you could look at size. I mean, there have been small. Look at Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles was like 5'8". Yeah, just running the rock. Austin Eckler. There's, right. there's Eckler. guys. There's like, guys. It's, I mean, yeah. I think he can be an impact to some team that really needs one. 100%. I, I, Ty J was easily my favorite standout. I just – I felt like he's been disrespected for too long, and then he goes out there and does so good. Um, even referenced uh, – a reunion, or not even a reunion, a possible meetup with the Saints. A, a, a reporter asked him, so is there a team that you want to go to? He said, uh, well, of course there's a certain team I want to go to. <laughs> but I'll go to any team. You know, it's like, uh, it's obvious that you know, he would want to stay at home. Um, it, it, he's just, he's got a, 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 just a little bit of everything. He really just, there's not much I don't like about him uh, when it comes to just not a top echelon uh, prospect, you know. When it's not like a top ten prospect, when it, you look at him, it's just his all of his things that he can do. It's like that's a perfect second or third round pick, you know. I would I would I wouldn't be surprised if someone goes late second on him just because people aren't pulling the trigger on running backs until that second round, you know. Yeah. So I really wouldn't be surprised to to see a, a team go uh, pick him late in the second. Two other guys I like, obviously Jake Hayner. He's he's just falling off the boards. You got I just had to throw him in my standouts. Yeah. And then another receiver was Jaden Reed from Michigan State that I really uh, yeah. like. I just saw something. He's a he's a really good just just good receiver. I just watched his highlights. It's just I liked everything. Good he hands, did. good route running. He's just he's just a solid guy. I feel like he can develop in the NFL really well. He played against elite competition against Ohio State, Michigan. So that was my one of my favorite receivers. I did like your two the two receivers you referenced, Red though. Um, those two guys were really good. But those were those are my three standouts. Uh, mainly, I picked those guys because I, I I don't feel like they're getting enough love, so I kind of yeah. wanted to pick them. But I think that'll do it for our NFL news conversation. Uh, obviously, we got something else to talk about NFL, but that'll be later yeah. on. Uh, let's move on. We'll start this off with wow, the Lakers making a move. Mm. Making a move, I, I'm in shock, y'all. This this one this one shocked me. This one shocked me. Um, Charlie, do you do you have all the the the, the beautiful yeah. stats for us? So Lakers just received D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, it's three way trade. So Minnesota kind of got the biggest haul. Um, they're getting Mike Conley Jr. Nikhil Alexander-Walker from the Jazz and three second-round picks, 2024 through 2026. And the Jazz are getting Russell Westbrook. Um, might, buy him, I, might buy him out is kind of what they're talking about right now. And they also got a first-round pick. So it's kind of confusing uh, for the Jazz. But you know, I think a really good trade for Lakers in Minnesota. Yeah, I'm right there with you. What a move for the Lakers. It all, all the, it's and the Jazz and the Timberwolves about the Wolves, baby. The Don't Wolves pulling of pulling them. off what they did. Like. Hey, me and the other five Timberwolves fan in the country, <laughs> baby. We are ecstatic. Obviously, we didn't have any time to you know do too much of analysis into this, but um, we do have two fans in the in the room right here of uh of the Lakers and a Timberwolves fan. So I'll send this one to Red. You know, 
as a Timberwolves fan, how are you feeling about this move? And, you know, how did it, does every team kind of, that they kind of win in this one, or was there a winner? Dude, I think every team really benefited. The Jazz is a little, I think they probably won the least amount, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it was a terrible trade by them um, or anything. But, dude, I've been harping on this. I've said this every time we've talked about the NBA. They had to get rid of D'Lo, the Wolves. Like, it was just time. You know, you bring in Cat's buddy for Cat, like, cool. You know, he was okay, but 30 million a year, he's just not worth it. He's just not worth that contract. Um, Mike Conley is like exactly the type of guy they need, you know, especially for Ant's development. You just need somebody to flow the offense, mm-hmm. play defense, and just get the ball to the people who can score. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I mean, if you're the Lakers, like, this is the trade a lot of people – not this trade specifically, but, like, a lot of people saw Russ leaving. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think there was a big shock from any side. But, dude, as a Wolves fan, I am – very happy with this. <laughs> yeah. After having, I want to say this to close, after, after having one of the worst trades in NBA mm-hmm. history in the offseason for Rudy Gobert. You think I'll pull off this? I'll take this. <laughs> yeah, I will take this. That's a pretty nice little rebound for y'all, but as a Lakers fan, I'll, I'll give my little two cents real quick about you know the Lakers here. You know, At the end of the day, it's a perfect move. You know, you, you dream of the Kyrie move. You dream of the, the, the reunion with LeBron Kyrie and an AD into that instead of Kevin Love. That's just – you just dream of those situations, you know. Um, didn't work out, but uh, at the end of the day, it might – and this might be the better yeah. move. Yeah. This You don't lose both of your firsts. You only give up one of your firsts, um, even though both of these firsts are for eighth graders. Um, <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, you land a D'Angelo Russell to fill the Rus- Russell – Westbrook role instead D'Angelo will start for this team instead yeah. of Patrick Beverly thank god um Malik Beasley perfect perfect player the Lakers need. they just needed a guy that just knew his role he, he just feels like a dude that was gonna mesh with LeBron it's just it's he just it just feels like a J.R. Smith vibe I don't know yeah. it's just <laughs> like this guy is just gonna sit in that corner hit his threes play defense make a play every now and then for us and he's done that everywhere he's been this was this this was the part of the trade where I can't believe the Lakers pulled it off. They pull off Jared Vanderbilt yeah. too. You know this guy. That's a steal. He man. he had a you know rough little start to his career, but man, he has come to light this year. Still, that's that's the part where I'm a little shocked about where the Lakers were able to land three players. You know, three players is better than one or two. So, um, both all three of these guys will be getting major minutes for the Lakers. Oh, yeah. Um. You know, chemistry is always going to be a thing when you make a move like this and you leave a guy out like Russ. But, you know, for me, you know, LeBron and AD are so good. It just feels like that, all right, they can figure this. If they can just halfway be good just to get into the play-in, there's not a lot of teams that are going to want to play this team in the playoffs. And that's not me being a homer as a Lakers fan. That's just me being honest. It's who wants to play against LeBron, AD with – an actually decent round of characters around him. You know, obviously this team's not, I don't think, a championship team, but a lot more dangerous than they were yesterday. Oh, yeah. You know, that defense was absolutely atrocious yesterday. Still broke yeah. the record. And still broke the record, but that defense was horrible. Oh, yeah, it God. was, I think, I think Oklahoma City scored, like, what, 80 points in the first That's half, 76, I think. 76. Points. Terrible. Yes. yes, they had 36 in the first quarter. Yeah. yeah. They ended with 130. It's 
133. So it's like, Jeez. it's just a terrible defense. So, and then Darvin Ham's supposed to be a defensive coach. All right. I don't need to get in my soapbox <laughs> about the Lakers. I will talk about them for years. Um, great move, though, for the Lakers. I love it. Awesome move. CDM, did you have any thoughts on this? Um, you know, um, no, <laughs> no, does not. Because Charlie, you got anything? It was a good move for every team. Yes. I think it's pretty crazy how quick it went down, um, especially after LeBron, you know, yeah. getting the scoring uh, LeBron record. Said, hey, LeBron said, I broke this record. It's time to win a chip. It's time yeah. to go on. But Russ got an apparently an altercation. Yep. Um, with so Darvin. That, Wait, with who? Darvin Hammer. Head head coach. Coach, Halftime, yeah. they got into an argument. So that's why everybody that's why just going. knew it was kind of time to move on. Yeah. I, I feel bad for Russ, the fifth team now. It yeah. sucks. It, the, the whole problem wasn't Russ. No. Pro, Russ wasn't helping the problem. It's that's the main thing. For yeah. Me. Which I don't know how you know. I don't know if they will be like a, a big playoff team this year, even mm-hmm. with this move. But it's definitely in the right direction. Yes. And if you're moving on to Kyrie, you know. At least this isn't kind of a rental. Mm-hmm. I think Kyrie yeah. still would have had more chance to re-sign yeah. with the Lakers, but I think you get more value out of this if yeah. you're the Lakers. 100%. I like that uh, analysis there. Very well done. Lakers, thank you. Timberwolves, <laughs> I know that uh, uh, Red's saying the same thing. Uh, oh, yeah. They, I don't know how yeah. the Timberwolves got Timberwolves, I, think I don't they, know how they did that. The only reason I think they won this trade is because of how little they gave. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think the Lakers got the most, but the Timberwolves gave nothing and got exactly what they wanted so um at the end of the day great move for all these teams jazz what was it 15 for 15 picks for the next what seven seven years, seven years? that's just crazy that's that disgusting. is just crazy we will see what happens well, you can't really say you screw up if you if with that many picks you really can't say you screw up <laughs> if you mess up all those picks you got a serious problem something needs to happen in front of <laughs> let's, let's move on to the other massive i mm. thought this was the massive trade it's probably still a bigger trade at the end of the day because of the the big name involved Kyrie Irvin has been treated, and Markeith Morris, you can't forget the legend himself, Markeith Morris, have been traded to the Mavericks for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a first-round pick, and two second-round picks. Send them this. Let's send this to Charlie here. Yeah, I know. I got the New Orleans shirt yeah. on, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, same division. But I think this is a good move for the Mavericks yeah. because just after watching them play, um, they weren't a contending team. I know everybody's so high on Luka Doncic. He's great. But just the way they play, like, they're not going to make it far, especially w- with a lot of these teams today. I, I think, like, the Cavaliers are a perfect example of, you know, having a bunch of kind of depth on the team, not necessarily, you know, having one guy being the dominant scorer every game. If you watch the Mavs, it's just Luka. He's the main ball handler, does everything, and, you know, he can do that, but I don't know how many games they would win doing that. And I think Kyrie, I know there's concerns about that, but I think Kyrie can be the facilitator or can kind of take the load off Mm -hmm. because I've heard, like, coaches say – and nowadays games, you can't have enough guards. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have two. I mean, Luca, you know, might not be the traditional guy, but that's the best backcourt in the league. Oh, oh yeah, oh, without a doubt, it's it's so lethal. I do want to point this out? Josh Hart just got traded to the Knicks. Wow, really? I just read that uh, he was like dapping up the co- uh, players and stuff on the side. They pulled the Harrison Barnes on him. Jeez. They're playing wow. the game. Jeez, man. This trade deadline is wild. wild. This is one of the wilder trade deadlines we've had in a minute. Um, but uh, CDM, did you have anything on this Kyrie move? What you What you feeling on this? You was know, it a good move. Luca Luca is first in the NBA with taking double teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
that's that's good on his part. You know, shows like <laughs> yeah. he's a baller. Dude's gonna like he mm-hmm. attracts the people. But you know, you can't. You have to have somebody take the load off, as Charlie said. Kyrie's going to be the perfect guy to do that. Both of them are fourth quarter players. They mm-hmm. score the most in the fourth quarter. It's going to be hard. You know, they take the ball out of one's hands and put it in the other. Mm-hmm. But Kyrie's going to be able to, I think, bring it together and just take a load off of Luka mm-hmm. and just, you know, be able to score baskets a little bit better and not have too much conjunction in, like, the team space. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. kind of understand. Yeah. Um, Kyrie, in my opinion, is still a top ten, pe- top, top ten player. Yeah. In the league right now, I mean, people diss on him for the way, you know, he plays, the way he acts sometimes, but you don't look at the way he puts, like, his work discipline into mm-hmm. the game. I mean, y'all t- people take away from that. And he and he was the first person at Mavs practice when he got traded. First, like, day after he it's got traded, he was the right first there. person at mm-hmm. practice. I think this is going to be a good chance for the Mavs to really go up in the West. And I think, you know, possibly win the West, depending mm-hmm. on, you know, what happens in the rest of the season. I like that. But them and Luka together – Dirtiest backcourt. No, it's so like, disgusting. disgusting. I thought Clay and Curry were dirty, but they, they were the best a couple of years ago. Now yeah, it's got to be now, this way. Right? And I mean, you got Luca hitting it like not even near his prime yet. He's just that's the thing. He's just, yeah. he's just gonna keep getting. Better. He's just gonna keep getting better and better. Yeah. I mean, so what you got on this red? Man, I like it for the Mavs. I mean, look, and, and Red's been a big, big Luca fan. Luca guy this look, year. Oh, yeah. I love Luca. Luca's done nothing wrong in this league Luke, to be mm-hmm. hated. Luca, I think, is the MVP right now. I mean, mm. that dude is just insane, mm. bro. That's, like, yeah, yeah, it's stirring up the pot. That's here. a tough it. one. Right I love there. it. All right, look, you know, we'll get into that another time. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but the trade, man, it's like, first off, I want to say, I think the Nets, mm-hmm. this was not a bad return if mm-hmm. you're the Nets. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's a little a part of the trade that's getting swept under the rug. But for the Mavs, I mean, it's like this has been the rumor, like, best-case scenario trade for them for about a year now. So, it's like y'all said, like, Luka needs another ball handler. I have so much Luka stock, it's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> dude, if it's like you said, he takes the most double teams, but just he'll get in the paint, man, and mm-hmm. just it's crazy how close he'll be to the basket when he's getting away. double teamed. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous when you watch that guy, but – his usage rate has got to come down if mm-hmm. they want to compete in the playoffs. Yeah. So this is a perfect fit if Kyrie – from on paper it's a perfect fit, but, dude, Kyrie just brings so much baggage. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't borrow $20 from Kyrie. <laughs> so, I mean, look, if he can stay quiet, then the Mavs definitely won this trade. I think Curry getting injured for the Warriors kind of opens up the door a little mm, bit too. Does. I could easily see the Mavs being the third seed either. And, you know, I could easily see them being the fourth seed passing the Clippers. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, is Kyrie going to stay quiet? Is he going to really – if he can, then, you know, great trade. But <laughs> I just got to see it, man. So, yeah. Somebody said he's got another uh, conspiracy theory to discover in Dallas. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. There's no telling when he's going to – he's going to see like an alien or something in Dallas. Who knows? I mean, Spencer and Spencer Dwinwiddie came out and said, you know, we may not be the what you wanted, but we're the best that you're going to get in the trade option. I'm telling you. I mean, like, Spencer Dwinwiddie's not a bad player. He's no, not no, like I, the best, but he's like super solid. I was solid a fan ass. of him, yeah. I was a fan of him. I, th- I thought it was – Crazy that Brooklyn traded him away and the yeah. core, no, they the core they had, but yeah, they got him back. It's crazy. It's you made a great point. The return was pretty dang good for the Nets. Oh, I yeah. mean, for you to get a first and two seconds along with two like 
those are those are championship role players in my opinion. And and Dorian Finney Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie, yeah. like you can, those are got those are fifth and sixth options or sixth and seventh options, you know, on championship teams. And Dinwiddie's going to be a pretty big big role oh, yeah. offensively. Like Dorian Finney Smith is a great two way player. So overall, for the Nets, awesome move. You knew you're probably you're not going to get Kyrie back. You got to move him. Yeah. You don't want to trade him to the Lakers. You don't want to bring Russ in. I think you, this is the perfect sec, second option for it. Um, I don't know in the long term though. Yeah, if long, if yeah. he if he leaves this offseason, then you really just screwed yourself. You know, as the Mavericks. Kevin, who Kevin Durant? Or no, who? the Mavericks. If he leaves this offseason, oh, if Kyrie leaves, if he just dips, you no, know, yeah, one hundred percent. Then you just you you just gave away two of your pretty solid pieces and your future first round pick and two picks. It's just. I love the risk. I'll say this. The Mavericks needed to get risky. The Mavericks needed to take a chance. They they weren't going to win this season without a move. No. They make a move. Now, I put them in the top top two, top three with the, the Nuggets. You know, I think the Nuggets are the number one team just because they are so talented. And Jokic is, I mean, he could win MVP for the third straight year and no one would be mad. You know, it's just one of those. <laughs> I, would, I would be mad. It, I wouldn't even be mad because he's I averaging a triple-double. It's ridiculous what that man does. I know. He's, like, he's crazy good. So, yeah. for me, awesome move for the Nets. You got the best return possible for Kyrie. It's an amazing move for the Mavericks if you can retain Kyrie after this yeah. year. If you don't, it's a, it's, it's a questionable move. You know, it's a very questionable move. Can't hate it though, you know. You got it's all about right now. So when does the trade deadline end? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow. It's like oh. three o'clock or four o'clock. So. Oh dang. We're, we're on the crunch. We're on the crunch. This is when we're going to get all the crazy ones um, yeah. coming through. So, but that that I think that'll do it for our Kyrie discussion. Let's see what he does out there with oh, the yeah. Mavericks. See if he can lead them. Well, halfway lead them with Luca to a, a playoff spot. Kevin Durant. Was rumored, but it's pretty much been uh, confirmed that he is no longer going to be traded. Um, you know, I had here, is there a specific team y'all would want him to see? It sounds like he's going to be sticking around. Um, so let's change this. Do y'all think the Nets can still compete this year in the East? I'm not sure. talking championships. I'm talking can they make the playoffs and maybe uh, upset a team, maybe get this thing going in the right direction. Let's start with Red. Well, look, I mean – even before, you know, like, before it came out that, like, he's most likely staying, I wrote that I think he's going to stay because if you're the Nets, like, you're not going to take just nothing in return. Mm-hmm. And I think the only really heavy rumored team to make a push for him was the Suns. Yep. If I'm the Nets, I'm not taking Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, and three picks. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. King Johnson's like, yeah, it's, I'm just – I'm not doing that. That doesn't make sense. KD is having – a vintage KD season. Like, mm-hmm. this is – he's still freaking playing, like, a top five offensive player ever like he is. In my opinion. When he's so, healthy, he's the best. He, I'm about to say, yeah, when and, he's healthy, he's the best scorer of all time. And, dude, but, I mean, it's like we were talking about with the Kyrie trade. Like, the Nets got pieces, man. If Dinwiddie can get you 15 and 7, 15 mm. and 8, like, that's, that's perfect for what you need. So – I think they can easily compete, at least like win a series. I don't think they're a championship contender, a title contender, but if they, you know, won a seven game series, it would not surprise me. What you thinking on this CDM? 
I mean, I didn't really see him. I, I didn't really see him having to leave the Nets. I mean, mm-hmm. right now, if he leaves, the Nets are nothing. The Nets mm-hmm. would be yeah. nothing. Yeah. And I mean, losing Kyrie, I just didn't see. I just didn't. I just didn't feel it. I didn't feel him and Kyrie working together. I mean, mm-hmm. when they, especially when they had James Harden, thirteen months after they all get together, they're mm-hmm. all gone now. Yeah. And it's just KD. That's a good point on ESPN. Is this the biggest super team disaster? Yeah. Of all oh, it's gotta it be. Yes. They won. It has to be. They won what seven total playoff games yeah. with those three. Guys? And they weren't even healthy. And like, don't forget, healthy. they did it what ten years earlier too, when they traded for Garnett and Pierce. Yeah. 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 And then it messed up again. So it's it's just a wild thing. So did you have anything else, CDM? I mean, I. I can still see them making a run in the playoffs. It's just like, you know, KD is that one guy who I think just does not want to have to carry a team at all. I He's just getting too old to do I it. I just don't think he know? wants to do it. But yeah. at this point, you know, time to buckle down and just really think about it. Like, hey, I'm I'm going to be the leader of this team. It's his opportunity to prove he's the best player in the league at this point. You know, that, that mantle is wide open, it feels yeah. like. I mean, LeBron's still playing amazing, but, you know, he ain't going to be there for much longer. And Giannis and – Luca and Joel and B. The new generation's coming. It's just it's here. It's very similar to how Tom was. But um, um, what you thinking on this, Charlie? Was you know how you feeling this for the Nets? I, I don't think KD's gonna stay. Mm. So, I, I mm. some people were saying that uh, teams weren't entertaining offers right now from the Nets, like other offers, because they don't want them to get pieces that could make him yeah. stay. Mm-hmm. So when it comes off season, it's gonna be another uh, situation where he wants to leave. Yeah. But I think if you're in the Nets, you have to take what you can get in that situation just because you put yourself in that situation in the first place <laughs> by trading all of your assets. Mm-hmm. They did it to themselves, and um, I'm kind of glad to see it happen. Because, <laughs> yes. I mean, every not every team, but most of the teams that are successful right now have done a combination through both. I think what you're seeing, the teams that are crazy trade-heavy, um, right now, really yeah, active, workout. yeah, are the are the ones that are really just trying to salvage the damage that they've caused. Yeah, and the perfect example, even though they're not that great this year, is it feels like people are starting to take that Warriors approach. You know, yeah, draft your stars and yeah. land that guy. You know, you know, draft your Steph Curry's, draft your Clay Thompson's, draft your Draymond Greens, and land a Kevin Durant. You know, that's what it feels like now. That's the best route to it it's so hard to build kind of like team. what memphis is doing yes yeah. memphis yeah. is a perfect example if, if memphis landed a kevin durant it's like what like what do you do with that team if they landed kevin durant it's like exactly. literally it's just there's a couple of those teams it's just like they've done it the right way and the nuggets have done it the right way that's yeah that's a perfect no, nobody's example. talking about the nuggets that, man. it's they, so disrespectful it's like the nuggets have been this team you, that everyone's like they're like this close they're this close every year they're going to be the best team in the league this year this year and they've just been that close off. The that only thing off. they wind up at the end of the year is Jokic winning an MVP. That's about yeah, it. Jokic, no. Hey, come back to you, Charlie. You d- you said you don't see KD l- staying. Yeah, I don't see him. So staying. where do you think? What's a possibility that he could yeah, go? Where you got? Where you got? Uh, just with how happy, like, or trigger happy the Suns seem to be they, able to offer that. You think they would give up Aiton? You think they'd give DeAndre Aiton? I'd give him up. The only reason yeah. that I don't think KD gets traded is because how like. How much the Rudy Gobert trade kind of reset that? It's kind of like when reset, Deshaun yeah. Watson got all that money guaranteed. Yeah. Now right. every quarterback is like, like, dude, if you're the Nets and the Jazz got five first round picks and you got to be four eight. role player, dude. I'm like, I'm not taking less than like six first round picks yeah. for yeah. KD. So, but yeah. that's crazy too. The, the one team I feel like could make a little bit of a push is the Suns. Mm. You know, because they've been they've been rumored to want to. 
make a splash all year, it feels mm. like. And They've had one of the worst, like, from going to – being in the finals, finals to, to just a fall they off. Fall yeah. off every single And so they've been wanting to get rid of DeAndre Ayton for a while, though. Yeah, been he hasn't just... wanted to be there for a while either. Neither one of them are seeing eye to eye. You know what? I mean... Screw it. Let's just reunite in the, the Thunder. Let's give them all those first hit <laughs> round picks. <laughs> yeah. Take yeah them just, back. Let's just take them back, y'all. Um, now, for me, you know, uh, I think he's gone. I think Kevin Durant understands. Like, he's been in There's only so enough. much more. There's only so much more he's going to be playing in his prime. You know, these players play much much longer now than they ever did. And Kevin Durant, he's probably able to be able to play another solid three prime years. I wouldn't be surprised he's about 38 around LeBron when he starts to maybe hit his decline. How old is Kevin Durant? 34, 35. Yeah. So he's up there. It's not, he's not getting any younger. If I'm him, I take the LeBron James route. I take that, what, the Tom Brady route. I go somewhere. I go somewhere that's. Youth. I don't. I wouldn't do a Warriors redo. I wouldn't go somewhere that's literally going to win with him. I would go to like a team that, if he went there, he's going to be their one, but they're going to be a contender. You know, yeah. it's like, like I, I'm really leaning on that Memphis one for some reason. Now that I said mm. it, I threw it in the universe, and now I'm kind of liking that. What about Miami um, though? Miami? See, Miami's like that's the obvious because they're one. thinking about getting rid of Kyle Lowry. Yeah, right that's too. that's the big one. Like him and Jimmy would be fun to watch. Him, Jimmy, Bam Adebayo. It'd be a fun Tyler. Little, that'd be a fun little little team to watch. There's just two of those players you mentioned would not be there. That's how about to say yeah. Tyler. Tyler, Tyler probably wouldn't be, be there. there. He'd be in the trade. That's the only you thing. Bam, Bam will like, still be there. Don't you think? have to give up those yeah. players for Kevin Durant. So are you going to give up all? of his ads all of his teammates <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna give up all of his teammates uh like, hey bro come to miami yeah. hey man yeah. like we ain't got hey, much we going to brooklyn bro <laughs> you know it's just i don't know it's a weird thing so we'll see i don't i don't understand why kevin durant yeah. signed that extension knowing that Kyrie was on the fence about being there so yeah real quick i I could see him leaving, but I don't think he leaves before the deadline at all. Yeah, no, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But this off season, he'll be it's gone fair for sure. Mm-hmm. If you, if it, before, especially like if they don't make, you know, if they get swept or something, he's going for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, if they don't make the playoffs, he's gone. If they get swept, if they don't make he's the playoffs. Gone. If they like fall off, like, and I don't want to stay on this point, but like Kyrie's like carried that team for the past like months. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so I mean. Like, they're alive only because of Kyrie. So. But just imagine we'll what the, imagine what the Mavericks are going to do now. That's going to be disgusting. That's definitely the biggest team don't I'm they watching. Pl- they play tonight. Yeah, but he's not going to play. He's going to play think. tonight. I heard that he might, but I don't think he is. Um. All right, let's move on to the elephant in the room. Um, I think we got a new all-time scoring champ in the NBA. Mm. Run the clip. Let's see. Uh, let's see how LeBron did it, y'all. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron Go. James is shot in history. Cold blood. Bang. 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 The captain giving him an applause. You got to love it. You got to love it. Man. You can't disrespect the greatness. Kareem Hard. was pissed. He was <laughs> mad. He was mad the entire game. And then finally, he did, he did pass the torch in the middle of the game. It was... It was a fun thing to watch. Um, but that begs the question, who is the GOAT? Who is the GOAT? Who is the greatest of all time? Who is the man, the myth, the legend in the NBA? It's the biggest debate. You don't 
it's the debate in the NBA when it comes to GOAT is so much more fun to talk about than in the Look NFL. Look how pissed off he looks right there, dude. He just looked pissed <laughs> he, off. He was mad the entire game. Just mad, just mad the bitter. entire game. Like, I mean, damn. He, was, he had that old man energy. It's all good. Um, but let's send this to Red. Who is the GOAT? Man, we could talk all day about this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, I want to say definitely this moves LeBron like – Closer, and real quick, I want to say. So first of all, if I have MJ as my number one, yeah. okay, but it pisses me off when people. If you have LeBron as your number two, people think you're a hater. Oh, that's, like, dude, no, I, no, I no, have no. him as the second best player of all time. No. I don't think I'm a hater for no, that. You're not, but it's like I never got to see MJ in his prime. So it's like it's kind of hard for me to say that, but just from every documentary, every story, like all the old highlights like it's hard not in my opinion not to not to have MJ as the number 1 but like LeBron I think is definitely a better athlete. I think LeBron honestly might be the best athlete of all time. Maybe not the best basketball player, but the best athlete of all time. So I have Jordan by like a hair, but like it might be unfair for me to say that cuz I didn't really get to see Jordan play. But just from everything, like, I've read about how the league was back then, you know, the um, – I mean, he three-peated twice. Like, say, you it's, can, it's just because you can say he three-peated twice, it's like that's that's tough. Well, just man. think this. If they, and just think, if they didn't break that team up, they almost got Shaq. Yeah. If yeah. they'd have got Shaq, holy shit. Now, <laughs> the thing with LeBron is just his longevity, man. Mm-hmm. Like, he's – I mean, MJ on the Wizards, I think, gets a little too much hate. He was still – Really good. He's pretty damn good. Yeah. He's averaging like at least twenty five. He's still yeah. averaging twenty. You know. Yeah, but like LeBron is still an all star basically at this point. So How many all stars? Nineteen now? Sixteen? T- I think he's tied Kareem this year. I think he'll yeah. tie Kareem with nineteen this well, year. So Lord. you know, I mean, I have MJ. Might be unfair for me to say that, but like, it's right there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like something like that. This is just. This is a thing you can't ignore, like, Mm-mm. you know, accolades like this. But, you know, I got Feel MJ. Feel you. What do you got on the stadium? Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, as he said, we never got to see MJ play in his prime, especially for the first three, like, two three-peats that he had. I mean, that that's, like, pretty pretty hard to watch at our age. Mm-hmm. None of us were alive. Yeah. Um, but coming from <laughs> the last dance, when they came out with the document, you know, it just shows – as we were talking before, his competitiveness was so on point that he just wanted to win no matter what. He mm-hmm. would win. I've seen LeBron play. In our, in my opinion, in our generation, LeBron is like the Michael to us. Mm-hmm. LeBron, is the, LeBron is everything. LeBron is the best shooter in our uh, – like the most dominant, um, best scorer now. I don't see any – it's a hard debate to say because we never got to see Michael play. So I'm going to take Braun. I'm taking Braun as the GOAT. And, you know, you can pull up all this shit like, you know, let's put Braun back in the 90s and the 80s and see how he does. Put that man back in there and I bet, I promise you he's averaging like 50 a game. (laughs) Promise you he's going to do good. Um, he, I mean, and he also spends a million dollars on his body. He's always in top tip shape. He's always taking the next step. And mm-hmm. he will also look at you on the sideline if you fuck up and say, hey, <laughs> yeah. you're gone, dude. Yeah. You're gone. That's yeah. what Michael would do. Michael mm-hmm. put that fear in his teammates. Mm-hmm. But LeBron, he wants to do whatever he can to win. He wants to bring the team together to win. 
and nothing against Michael at all. I mean, Michael's got six, but Michael is also one of the best playoff player, like people to in the playoffs that we've seen. He averaged like 35, 30, 35 a game, seven assists, six rebounds. I mean, the dude went off. LeBron has been doing this since he's a since he, I mean, since Akron. Yeah. I mean, the dude was the next was coming 16, yeah. since he was sixteen. I mean, the dude was good. And it's hard to compare timelines. It's hard to compare that. That's a very good point. I mean, it's very hard to compare the league how it was then where you could punch somebody and you'd get like a slap on the wrist. And compare yeah. now yeah. if you slap somebody on the wrist, you're, you're getting suspended. Ten games. <laughs> like, I mean, it's really hard to say. But my goat is LeBron. LeBron is going to – I think LeBron's going to continue to play and continue to build that up because, I mean, he's almost got every accolade in the game. Yep. Like, I mean, you can't really put that past him. I respect know. that. I like that. Simple as that. But like also, that. RP, uh, you know, Kobe all the way. Yes, Kobe is yes. Kobe's still out there, yes. Uh, what you got on this, Charlie? What you think? I'm not a big fan of GOAT debates just because. I understand. I understand. Uh, yeah, timelines, different yeah. game. Yeah, you it's know. just a different way they played. Yeah. And, I mean, they showed, I think, last night how, ma- how many three-pointers. <laughs> yeah. One career made, made one, one three in his in career. In his career, yeah. LeBron's, so LeBron's made like up 30, there with LeBron's wild. He's in like, the top ten yeah. of all time. And, I mean, Kareem changed the game. I think, you know, you, you have like a transform like a player that transforms the game each era. Obviously, you could say Steph Curry mm-hmm. even later. But before that, I think it would be LeBron. Maybe before that, Kobe and then like Michael. Michael and Shaq. And even like Shaq, Larry, yeah. Larry, Magic. Mm-hmm. you got all these other yeah. legends out there. Kareem, uh, when he, I think UCLA, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They literally banned the dunk because of him. I and mean, he's the greatest yeah. college <laughs> wait, basketball wait, player. Wait, wait, they banned the dunk yes. when you have Wilt Chamberlain and, yep. and slamming it from the free throw. He's line? the greatest college basketball player of all time. He won. He never lost. I don't think. He, I don't think he lost the game in college. He never did. Yeah. Yeah. He went undefeated, and he's like one of the only other people to win a NCAA title and a uh, NBA title. Yeah, too. I mean, and when people are talking about MJ, if you're going off of winning too, people don't even really mention Bill Russell nowadays. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're off, we're obviously going off of like who we've seen. Um, so I think MJ, just the feat that he was able to like win on the on one team, all those championships and stay there. Like, I don't know. It felt more organically. I think that's mm. what people like lean to MJ, mm. uh, over LeBron. But I mean, Greatness followed LeBron wherever he went. Yeah. I think that's special too. I mean, <laughs> the Cavaliers years when he came back, that was crazy. Yeah, that dude, was crazy. That was, that was like the peak of life. Yeah, that was, 2016 was peak of life. Yeah, Cavs won their first NBA title. It was like everybody knew that it was going to be the Warriors and Cavaliers every in the year. finals yeah. every year. It was so weird. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when people thought that was a problem. Now people see, like are LeBron, that again. LeBron also got, went to three different teams and won a championship for three different teams. Yeah. One two of them for the same team. Mm. Like, back-to-back, back, I mean, it's hard to take away from that. Yeah, Michael won six with the same team, but he also had the best players in the league. LeBron had to play with scrubs at this I point. I will say... I, LeBron LeBron joined the super team. I will say... I'm, I'm talking about Cavs. I'm talking about, like, oh, Cavs, yeah, Cavs, yeah. Cavs, Cavs. Not, Michael not did Miami, retire Not Miami. Yeah. I mean... Let's not forget he did retire. Yeah. 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 My, Who, know, Michael? Yeah. yeah. It, this is such a, such a fun slash not fun debate for me, you know. It's all about eras for me, you know. I hate to to, to compare players because it definitely demises, diminishes their greatness. But when when you, do, when you do this debate, I don't think it hurts either one because the passion between the passion people have between this in this debate proves that it's it's one A one B. It's however you feel about it. For me, LeBron is my goat. 
And LeBron is my GOAT for the simple fact I got to watch LeBron. I didn't yeah. get to watch mm-hmm. Michael. I didn't get to watch Michael. If I watched Michael, I've seen the oh, tapes. We did, get to, we did get to watch LeBron play in New Orleans, too. It's just like, if I probably watched Michael, he would be my GOAT. If I watched him win those championships, he'd probably be my GOAT. Oh, yeah. When you ask me who is the best basketball player prototype on a court, I'm, I'm picking LeBron. But if you want to, if you want to show me who Jesus is on the court, who is unstoppable <laughs> like at all Jesus. times, it's it's Michael. It's Michael, and and we've seen this before. NFL, who's the goat? Tom Brady's the goat. Is he the greatest passer of the football? No, he's not. He's not. We've seen this before. This is, and that's a rare occurrence where accolades overcome talent. You know, Tom's the goat, yeah. no matter what, unless Patty gets there. But it's for this debate for me. I hate when people get mad because I don't think there's a wrong answer. There's not a wrong answer. I the mean, one, really can't take the one thing I hate one. about this debate is that Kareem does not get enough respect in the debate. Yeah. Yeah. Kareem True. is right there. Like Kareem was two before last night. If, if we're being completely honest, he probably was two before last night. Well, and now I, I got I got to give it to LeBron. I had LeBron two for me adult, for a long time since he's since he won for the Lakers. I had him at two, two. But you know, for a lot of people, that was the move. That was that's what got him past Kareem. What's going to get him past MJ? I, I'm not too sure. You're going to have to win two more rings. You got, you, you, what, match him in rings, I guess. You know, it's, it's about yeah. all you can do. I mean, his play, I'm telling you, MJ in the playoffs was so different. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was nothing that you could fathom no. back then. It was, it's, and that's the thing. It, the only debate I hate in this conversation, and once I get this out, we'll move on, but the one thing I hate in this conversation is – if you don't think LeBron's the GOAT because he doesn't have men- killer mentality, I instantly discredit your opinion. I'm sorry. I do. That's all, it's just I, mean, that's un- your, I mean, you have the right to. I mean, You can say that. And, and Stephen A. and Mad Dog said that on ESPN this morning and it made me just my blood was boiling. Yeah. It's like maybe you didn't have that competitive juice, that, that edge that Michael had. I want to tell you this. There's only been five people in the world with that kind of mentality. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, what? Messi. Uh, bu- Messi. Yeah. Probably a, 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 a couple of boxers, maybe. It's just you don't see people with that level of competitiveness. It's literally generational. I don't know, man. What, if you watch LeBron in any of the finals, I don't, you can't say that. Yeah. It's just, it's so it's weird. Hard, oh, it's yeah. so, it's like, I hate the idea that you would say that a player is not mentally, got that mentality to try and win every single game. It's just like, what kind of where's that statistic coming from? You're pulling that out of your ass, like literally, you're pulling that out of your ass. So <laughs> for me, it's if you want to say LeBron, I mean, Michael is just a better player on the court. I'm all I'm all for it. I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. He's got six over 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 five. I hear you loud and clear. Uh, it's like whatever. If that's if that is what you if that's your reasoning, as that a solid reason. But don't tell me it's because that he had more of a killer mentality than LeBron. It's just like and I mean it's just. Bron said, said he like Bron said he molded like looked up to Michael. That's what I'm saying. It's like, just like I mean, all yeah. these guys looked up to each other. It's like Kareem, Kareem, Michael was only great because Kareem was before him. Kobe the same way. Kobe was only great because Michael. LeBron's only great because of Kobe. It's this thing is all errors, and I hate when we do the. I don't hate it because it's fun. This is always fun to mm-hmm. debate this, but it's. I don't like it when we try to diminish their greatness. I want to put that out there. Both of these guys, all these guys, all three of these guys are the goats of NBA. I mean, if you're going 1A, 1, 1B, 1C, let's just be honest. Obviously, we'll pick our favorites. LeBron's my goat. 
Other people say Michael. Some people might still say Kareem. Who knows? Whatever you say, Never you can't disrespect a person for their own opinion on this. There's not a wrong answer, in my opinion. But let's move on. Okay. We could stay on that debate we for years. We could talk about that for we hours. We could stay on that for years. I, I didn't want us to, to get too much of a tangent. But let's go to something a little bit more local here. Southern Miss basketball is balling right now. To the top. Undefeated yes. at home. Undefeated at home. Are they 13-0 and now? Or 12-0 and still? I think 12. I think it's still 12. Still 12? 12. Yeah. Um, but they have a big-time game. Almost, I think it's pretty much sold out. I'm going to say it's pretty much sold out against the University of Louisiana Lafayette. Um, I think I said that right. They don't like when you say UL. Um, but USM, this is pretty much for the Sun Belt lead right now uh, in the race, and there's not that many games left. These are the big games. Almost to March, man. It's a it's a yeah. one bid conference. If you if you win this conference, you're getting in. If you don't win the conference, it's going to be tough for you to get in. There might be a team that could sneak in. We'll see. There's a lot of competitive teams in the Sun Belt, so I wouldn't be surprised if. It's I've never Northern. seen Southern Miss in the tournament either, so it'd be really cool if, to yeah, see. Yeah, them. we've never seen them in the tournament, um, but they've got an opportunity. They've got a lot of talent. I think they have the best talent in the Sun Belt. That's a little biased, I guess, but. After seeing what they can do, their best is so good. Um, but let's get into some game predictions on this one. Let's get some score predictions. Charlie, you're a part of the Fourth Street crew. Uh, what you got on this one, brother? You know, I said on the show that I think Louisiana still has the edge. Yep. And I'm still on the fence about that just because I think having it at home here is going to be huge. I think the players are going to be really pumped up. But there is that kind of part of me that – um, Louisiana is more experienced in this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Southern Miss has never really had this. I mean, none of the players have experienced this kind of mm-hmm. environment or this intensity. And when you get to basketball, that's really kind of important, that mental aspect of if you're ready or not. And, I mean, Louisiana beat them 15 points earlier this season. Southern Miss wasn't healthy all the way. Uh, they are now. I think it will be a lot better game. But I'll still give Louisiana the edge. But mm-hmm. being 12-0 and 0 at home, yeah. it's hard I mean, to it's overlook. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, What you think of CDM? Man, from the one game I've went and saw them play, it was electric. I loved it. I mm-hmm. loved the environment. I loved it. I've, not, I've only been in that Coliseum like a few times for graduations, <laughs> never for yeah. a game. And yeah. when I went in there – it was electric, dude. I loved the environment they had. The fans were in it. The players looked hyped to be there. And they made some really good plays on offense. Their offense is really not that bad. I don't know anybody on the team. Mm-hmm. But from what I could see, I mean, their team is coming together. Mm-hmm. And their defense, like from what I saw on defense, defense has a little issues here and there, you know, letting them inside, getting them inside the rim. But um, I got I got Southern Miss taking this going 13-0 and at home. Okay. My score prediction is going to be 110 Jeez! Whoa, whoa! This, this, is college, this is college basketball. Okay, okay, okay. Let's okay. bring that down. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go. We'll go. Hmm, let's see. What's a good one? Right, push. I think, I think Louisiana is giving up around, close to eighty on. They have one of the worst defenses, defenses in the so Sun like, Belt. Let's see. Maybe like we'll say eighty. We'll say eighty-five to seventy-five. That's, right. that's good. That's yeah. One that's, tip. That was, that's NBA numbers there. What uh, if they did it though? What if they did? Hey, hey, it's happened before. What do, what do you got in this uh, a matchup, Red? Man, look, I'm taking Southern Miss, baby. Hey. Look, to the top. I think it's a close game. I think Louisiana's defense is atrocious. <laughs> you know, um, it's just the fact. It. I think whichever team was playing at home, I think, would be the team to win. They're giving up 80 points a game? It's like 70, it's it's 75, 76. Good yeah. God, dude. So, How do y'all yeah. – what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this is a close game no matter what, but I think just with the game being sold out, 
There hasn't been a game sold out this season, has there? I think no. This is the, no. this is the okay. most that's been in there. It's a wide out so, game, too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like you said. I mean, I agree with you, Charlie. They don't have really the experience in these type of games. But, dude, I just don't see this streak ending for some reason. Like, mm. it might like end it. eventually, but, like. I see the streak going strong. This game, I don't know. I just have a feeling that that offense is just going to be clicking the whole game. How many more? How many more home games do they have? I'm not have, off the top of my head. After sure. this one, they have five games left, so I think it's at least two. Yeah, it's either two or three. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, hey! Sixteen and zero at home, baby. Let's go for it. I think yeah. it's possible. Look, I think Crowley drops at least twenty five. Mm. I mm. think this is a great game for a score prediction. I would say USM. 82, Louisiana, 76. I think it's one of those types of yeah. games. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm leaning with y'all. Uh, the offense is definitely, uh, for Louisiana, is definitely their strong suit. They can shoot. They can they can play. They play really good offense. Um, they got a lot of good players when it comes to offense. But that defense is something. But they didn't have any problem defending the, the, the Southern yeah. earlier this season. But like Charlie said, not fully healthy. Um, if Tali's now, you know, fully healthy now. And right. this, yeah, we're yeah. The Southern is is pretty much aren't they pretty much fully healthy, huh? Yeah, Neftali is uh, from what we hear fully back, yeah. and uh, Denaje in that game was just coming back from an mm-hmm. injury, and exactly. he, he's been back in the rotation. See, yeah. so that's it's it's big time getting those guys back. I mean, you saw what Neftali did in the game, the, the spin move. Oh my seven. gosh, dude, that and I was really hoping he'd catch those two bodies. Austin should have caught those he bodies. Caught, he yeah. should have caught yeah. two bodies in that game because um, they were perfect lobs. Yeah, they, that's the thing. The Southern Miss team, it just got a little bit of a juice to them. I'm nervous as much excited to see what that all what the crowd will do to this team. Yeah. It's just, it's like, it's a big game, first of all. They've not played in a big game, but they've never even played in that re-green when it's packed like that. They've never played in a, in a, in a sold-out re-green. That team has yeah. never done that. And, like, I know that can energize a team, but, man, there's probably some of those players. I don't want to say a certain player or nothing, but it's like I imagine there's going to be a couple of players where the lights, those lights might get bit, might, might get a little big, you oh, know, yeah. a little oh, bright. Yeah. Um, maybe they don't. Maybe they overcome it. Uh, it's just it's going to be such a big game. The emotions are going to be so high. I think, though, since they matched up earlier, they got a little bit of a read on them. I think Southern Miss wins in an extremely tight game. And, yeah. and I, I, I want to say Louisiana could walk away with this oh, one. Yeah. They could, and they could. I don't think it happens because it's at home. I think Red made a good point. If it was at Louisiana, I'd probably pick Louisiana. USM, I think they get it done. I think they use the crowd instead of a let it affect them. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous about that, but I think they use it to their advantage. I think that offense finds a way to just spark up at the end, and Southern Miss defense finds a way to make a couple stops late. Southern Miss wins on a game winner, I think. Ooh, oh, man, that would be crazy. 73 to 72. If, okay. That stadium would go freaking ballistic. Freaking I hope ballistic. so. I, I hope so. I, I'm going to be there. I so. want to be a part of it. Yeah, that. I want to be a part of that too. So we'll see. Let's go uh, see what the Golden Eagles can do against the Raging Cajuns. Let's move on to, of course, Super Bowl predictions. It's Super Bowl week, baby. We've got a lot uh, we talked about in the NFL, but this is the big one. This is a big one. Obviously, we could sit here and talk about this for years, too, but it all comes down to one game, one prediction for us. We can't affect this outcome. Overall, Red, what's your takes on this game and your prediction? I'm going to come right out and say it right off the bat. 
I got the Chiefs, baby. Mm. Look, the reason I'm going with the Chiefs is I feel like the Eagles can be beaten in more ways than the Chiefs can, if that makes sense. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really feel like if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt, that the 49ers would have won that game. Mm. I could be tripping, but I just, for some reason, I get that feeling. Um, and the thing with the Chiefs, man, is so – I don't think Jalen Hurts was fully healthy, but I think this rest will definitely help no, Patrick Mahomes more than it more than it helps Hurts. And look, I said it on the pod last week. I think a sleeper for Super Bowl MVP will be Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. I think he will be the reason yep. the Chiefs win this game. I think if he has two sacks, you know, five six pressures, a tackle for a, or a couple tackles for a loss, like. That's a guy that the Eagles are, or that's the guy that the Chiefs are going to need to get some pressure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Kansas City's run game the last couple weeks, especially in the fire. playoffs, has been like great, mm-hmm. especially to what it is usually. Yeah, what we're used to, exactly. And you know, I think it's good enough to where because the Eagles blitz a lot; they're very aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, if Mahomes hits a couple shots, Pacheco's going to get a draw and get you know twenty-one yards, twenty-two yards a couple nine-yard rushes. So, I think the Chiefs offensively are built. Just just I think they have the uh, advantage to the Eagles' defense. Mm-hmm. But I also think the Eagles' offense has the advantage to the Chiefs' defense. Okay. That makes sense. No, yeah. But I think Chris Jones, I think all the Chiefs got to do is get just a little bit of pressure. Mm. I think if you can take away – if you can hold the Eagles to – under 100 rushing yards and make Jalen Hurts throw for 250, mm. I think that's where the Chiefs win the ball game. Yep. But I will say the Eagles are very capable of winning this game. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like 100%. I think if the Eagles win, they pretty much do what they've done all year. I think they get up early. Mm. Like, if they get up 17 nothing, It's going to be tough. Yeah, it's – they could – I, I mean, I said all this last week, but they're a team. They're kind of like the Warriors, man. Mm-hmm. Like, they can just make a quick run. You know, yeah. their first six plays on offense could be two touchdowns. Yeah. But I think the Chiefs hold on, and I think it's a close game, and I honestly think the Chiefs put them away late, go up by two scores, and I think the Chiefs win the game 31-21. If Mahomes doesn't win Super Bowl MVP, I think it'll be Chris Jones. I like that. I like that a lot. What's he got on this one, CD? Brad, I'm going to have to go against you, man. I'm going to have to go with the Ooh. Philadelphia Eagles, dude. I, I like it. Look, look, real quick, I want to say, I don't know if y'all saw this. Mm-hmm. Some reporter asked uh, Sirianni for yeah. the Eagles if the Super Bowl was a must-win game. Oh, I saw that, so dude. I, that was a stupid question. That, that was probably the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I've never. It, it's like I don't like. How do you have a job? How do you have a reporting job? It's like we, that? It, it, me and Charlie. If we asked that question, I promise we would have been fired. <laughs> and I ask like Jay Ladner if this game did, this week against Louisiana is a must win or some shit. So just go ahead and get out. You're, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to throw that. That was. That was stupid. I just and he followed up. It wasn't. He said, "So yeah. would you consider this a must-win game?" He's like, "Well, I mean, it's the Super Bowl. So yeah, I mean, you I mean, know, it's one of those. You know, you don't want to lose you, the Super Bowl. Kind of the said, game you play for." And then he follows up and says, "So you're saying it's a it's a must-win game?" And Nick Jones sits there and says, "Yes, yes." <laughs> that was it. That was it. I was just like, oh, "Nah, we're just, we're just here to have fun. We're yes. really grateful. Yeah. We're just, I mean, we, <laughs> we already won. I'm fine with you, dude. It's cool. It's just nice to be we here. Got the NFC. Who cares? <laughs> 
it's wild. Uh, but wild. a month ago with Philadelphia, um, no disrespect to the Chiefs. Love Patty. Love the Chiefs and what they've done. You know, um, things they did get you know a little bias in that AFC Championship. Shouldn't have that many third downs, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm not one to pick. Um, I just think the Philly. I think Philly's offense can just beat you in more ways than one. I mean. With Jalen Hurts in the backfield, you got Miles Sanders. You got what's the other running back? Gainwell. Gainwell, who's been Boston sh- Scott. Boston's like they got, got a, three. They got really a triple threat guys. back there. Plus Jalen Hurts with his legs on the outside. You got Quez Watkins to the top. To the top. Um, you got Devonte Smith, mm-hmm. and then you got you know then you got AJ Brown on the outside, which the AJ Brown trade really paid off at the very end. One sec. How did the Titans get rid of that man? I don't know, dude. I don't really don't know. They didn't want to pay him. They don't did know. not want to pay him. And look where it got him. Yeah. <laughs> don't know. Um, and I think uh, their offense is super good. They can beat you on the ground, or they're going to beat you through the air. I mean, no, you just got to be able to keep Jalen Hurts contained because once mm. he gets out of the pocket and he can have time to like observe the field and find somebody open, he's going to hit that target. The defense, the defense is peaking. The defense is starting to roll with it now because I mean. As you said, with Brock Purdy being out, if Brock was still in that game, it would be a different game. It would. I still think the de- Eagles' defense was going to roll over them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even can. I mean, from the first snap, I just saw the I just saw the defense just fire spark under them. Get to the ball as fast as you can. Hassan Reddick mm. is that man. He's a dog, and that's who I think my Super Bowl MVP Ooh. is. Ooh, I like Hassan Reddick. Double we got double defensive players. Hassan Reddick is. I think he's going to get. I think five quarterback pressures, mm-hmm. three and a half sacks. Okay. Good lord. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> and one at least two tackles for loss. We got a Von Miller game over here. I got him winning Super Bowl MVP, like and it. if not, Jalen Hurts. But I think Philadelphia is going to win. I think Philadelphia has the you know the team around them. They've been planning this for a while. Last year was a fluke. Last mm-hmm. year went to it, lost. Didn't like losing, especially in the first round. Now mm-hmm. they have a chance to really just prove what they are. And Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts has come a long way, <laughs> such yeah. a long way. And I think he deserves this moment. This whole team deserves it. My score prediction: a close one, thirty-one to twenty-eight. We got a similar one. What do you got in this, Charlie? Yeah, I mean, you made the Eagles sound really good, and they yeah. are. They've got <laughs> yeah. they've got the firepower. They really do, and I think uh, there's more weaknesses. I think to the Chiefs, honestly. Mm-hmm. I didn't even I didn't even talk about the Chiefs. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to cut you off, Charlie. No, Sorry. Yeah. Like the Chiefs are good. Um, I think they sometimes they rely on Patrick Mahomes a little too much. But they've just been here, man. They've, they've been, been here. they've been in these. I think situations. this is the one year where they're not relying on him too much, though, too. Yeah. And they don't even have Tyreek Hill. No. That that was that's a, crazy. That was another big thing for me is like the Chiefs have just been here. Mm. You like, know what I mean? Like they've, they've been underdogs in the Super Bowl before. I don't know who the really underdog is in this one. I probably think it's the Chiefs. Honestly. I would think it's the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs. I mean, are the underdogs. Well, I don't know how. I mean, they're all perfectly matched. I mean, they have the same record, same like same wins. But I, I was going to say that I just think the AFC is. Kind of the favorite this year. I yeah. I don't know how it wouldn't be just after watching. And see, me and Nathan talked about that before. Like, no matter who makes the Super Bowl, the AFC will probably win it. Yeah, it's just I feel like the like Philly gives the NFC the best like option to win. Yeah, I I thought the Forty ers really were yeah, until that defense, healthy Forty yeah. Niners team. Oh, that At the beginning of the year, I picked the Chiefs Forty ers rematch. Mm-hmm. I picked the but, Bengals Forty ers I still, I still see uh, Patrick Mahomes. I don't see him losing his second Super Bowl. You know, I think, I think this is a dynasty. I honestly I, think this is a legacy game. Yeah, yeah, me too. This is a legacy game, and I mean, look, we ain't got to get into this, but like, if he wins this, 
people are going to start having the goat conversation. I'm All not right. going to say it'll get him in the right. Yeah, it's that it'll it'll get him in there. He'll you know be what I going mean? The right I direction. mean, he's on a pace like yeah. crazy. None pace. other. So that's I got the Chiefs. Like I think that's the X factor. I I like the Eagles. Like what they're doing. I think Jalen Hurts is going to play well, but I mean, just what, how Chris Jones, like you were saying, impacted that last game against oh, yeah, the Bengals. Man. You know, that was his first. That was his he first sacks, postseason yeah. pack. Yeah, that sack. was crazy. I didn't, Super weird. Which he's had, yeah, he's had lots of pressures in the Super Bowls mm-hmm. he's played. Never in. had a sack. It's crazy. Yeah. And then what? Frank Clark has yep. been playing really well. They've they've got uh, defensive talent too. I've always Carl Loftus. Yeah. Is that that linebacker? That rookie That's linebacker? That, uh, that defensive DM. end. Yeah. From. Yeah. Um, and then Trent McDuffie, that corner. No, okay, I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm not big on Trent McDuffie just because, like, too like he I like was. Him. I like, I like him. him. He just got exposed. He did. He got young. exposed in that game. He's yeah, he's young. He's young. Um, did you have a score prediction over there, Charlie? Mm, I think it could turn out be uh, to be defensive, but okay. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go like 27, 23, 27 Chiefs. I like, Chiefs. Gotcha. I like it. I like that a lot. For me, you know, this one is like. I like your point. A CDM about the Philly has more opportunities, more they have different ways to win games. They can win in so many different ways. The thing about the Chiefs is they're winning in ways they've never won before. They're winning with a good run game. They're winning yeah. without Patrick Mahomes having to be Superman. Yeah. They're winning because their defense is something some it's like one of the better defenses it, in the league yeah, for some reason. It's like it for me, it's just Philly has the better defense. Chiefs aren't much farther behind than people believe on defense. Philly has probably the better skill players, but I think the Chiefs have the better skill player yeah. than Travis Kelsey. I think he's better than A.J. Brown. Mm. So, mm. I, we, none of us have talked about Travis Kelsey and the <laughs> yeah, like yeah. tear he's been on. I mean, I mean that dude, he's, he's on pace to be He's going on too. pace to beat Tony. I think he's going to be better than Tony one day. It, it, he's on pace, and I, I'm, I'm also kind of on that, on that hype train too. But for me, it's just – when you look at the Philly defense, you, I'm so impressed because they have the best pass defense. But it's not because they have an amazing secondary. It's because they have the best defensive line. The defensive line <laughs> has 70 sacks this season. They have all their, all their defensive linemen have double-digit sacks. So, for me, if you can contain the pass rush, if they can contain the pass rush, which has not been the Chiefs' strong suit over the past five years, obviously what Tampa did to this, that offensive mm-hmm. line. Yeah. If they can contain that pass rush, I promise you Patrick Mahomes will carve that defense. That Those corners, that secondary is not as good as people think. You know, that's They've got Christian players. McCaffrey I will said. give you. I will give you. James Bradbury is a great corner. They Darius don't Slay, have depth. They all. don't have depth. No. Thank you. They don't have depth. They, they've got good players. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson has been injured all year, but he's when he was playing, incredible player. You know, as a Saints fan, I miss him. He played really good in the NFC Championship. And he's not, and he's an amazing player. He's played great all year when he's out there. Um, just for me, if they can contain that pass rush, if they can contain Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox, um, uh, Barnett, they have a, tr- a, a, a real opportunity to carve that defense mm-hmm. because – it's not because they're secondary. It's, it's they're not they're not the best defense passing defense because of their secondary. It's because of that pass rush. They can get past that. I think that will be the X factor in this game. I think Patrick Mahomes will probably be MVP. I think Travis Kelsey should deserve it. Um, uh, after what he does in this game, I think well, he could possibly get. Like, I think he could lead thing. this offense to three touchdowns. I just don't know who's rounds. gonna guard him. I don't know who's gonna guard because whoever you put up against Travis Kelsey is still a mismatch. I was about to say. 
no one can guard Travis Kelsey Nobody. Mm-hmm. in the entire league. It's what you're going to try and do to slow him down. Are you going to throw two, three, four guys at him? We'll see. Man. For me, at the Chiefs winning this one. Yeah. At the Chiefs winning this one, very close game. And I think this one could also be a game winner. Um, I got Chiefs winning 30 to 28. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Wow. I like That's it. That's it, y'all. I like it. Super Bowl predictions are in. We got to wait till Sunday to find out if who was right, y'all. Man, line yeah. me up against Travis. I'll lock him down. <laughs> check, check. Yeah. But I think that'll do it for us, y'all. Oh, we never talked about the Kelsey Bowl. This is also the Kelsey Bowl. That's it. it is yeah. the Kelsey yeah. Bowl. Two, first time two brothers are actually playing against each yes. other. That's pretty cool. That is a very... I do like also how they said that, like, they don't want that to be the biggest headline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and it's it, a fun headline It's to a have. fun little yeah, extra fun. thing about it. But I love their podcast, too. Their podcast it's is It's an awesome hilarious. podcast. Mm-hmm. They are so good, at, uh, so good at it. But I think that'll do it for our podcast today. I think that'll do it for the Pound Perspective. Charlie, thank, thank you. you. Yes, thank of you. course. CDM, as always. Thank as you. always. Um, but that'll do it for us today. Pe- pa- the Pound Perspective, episode 27. Can't believe we're already here. Yes, sir. Almost to 30. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. wow. Um, but that'll pretty much do it for us. Don't forget to follow Nate Dog Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Nate Dog Productions on YouTube and Facebook. That's where you find all of our content and the new content that we'll be producing. Halfway preview to next week, we'll be starting our draft episodes with CDM in here. Um, so we will be kind of doing some draft NFL draft combine uh, analysis. So uh, stay on the lookout for that and uh, possibly a UFC prediction by your, your, your truly Nate Dog in the coming days big card this weekend so stay on the lookout follow everything so you don't miss out on all the new nate dog sports content coming out soon but as always we hope y'all enjoyed episode 27 of the pound perspective presented by nate dog sport have a great day thanks for listening to the pound perspective if you're interested in joining nate dog for an episode or need more information on nate dog and his brand contact him at natedogsports.com and don't forget to share with friends and family Thanks again for listening to The Pound Perspective, a breath of fresh sports.